Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyer up 904. Jacksonville. They are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime prime time. It's XL Prime Time featuring Joe C. Why in the world am I sitting back and being quiet about this? Matt Hayes. That's not how it works. Mia O'Brien. Should I laugh? Should I not laugh? And Leon Searcy. This is a big boy league. How you like me now? How you like me now? The day has come. Now. We didn't know if that day was going to come when they made it to the postseason, and it did. And once they made the postseason, this day had to happen. It's an extension of the season as we welcome you in to XL Primetime from Mr. Tattoo right here on Bay Meadows Road, right where it empties out to San Jose Boulevard. You're heading west. We're on the right-hand side. You see the big tattoo sign. Travis is set up, Mr. Tattoo. Tim, also one of the tattoo artists here. Uh, and Big Sirs, I, I, I joke with – with uh, Jaguars today, when you walked in, you had that Fred Sanford limp. But yeah. That, uh, well, I, I, listen, I fell out the bed this morning, so I'm not sure if that was a good omen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I, I tried to I tried to plop out of the bed and slipped and caught my knee on the floor. I was yeah. like. Damn, this tattoo. I think you're gonna be. I think you're gonna be all right. Nah, I'll he, be good. Yeah, he's gonna take care of you. All right, me and Matt, you guys. I mean, just it, just based on what you saw uh, from him walking in. What I mean, what, did you think he was nervous? We may get a from Big Sirs yeah. uh, coming up on the 1010XO social channels that I okay. recorded. Um, that was immediately upon entry into Mr. Tattoo. Yeah. Uh, he pulled up right next to me, pulled up right next to the 1010 car. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to take a picture of him pulling up because he looked cool, calm, and collected. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he hopped out of the car because I was mentioning him. A couple of my favorite restaurants in the area are uh-huh. right here as well. It's a great uh-huh. location, Bay Meadows, San Jose, where it all meets down here, uh, by, close to the St. John's River. And, uh, no, I, I think Cirs is ready. Well, listen, first of all, I've been a pincushion from my days in the NFL. I've been poked by many a needle, okay? I haven't had – into your knee. Absolutely, into my <laughs> knee, into my buttocks. All that kind of stuff. But I've never had a needle repeatedly on my flesh. So that will be a little different. That's all. I will tell you this. I was a little apprehensive for you. In fact, I was going to call you this morning and say, bro, don't make, don't feel like we're forcing you into this. And then I walked in here. Yeah. Man, this place it's is sweet. phenomenal. Yeah, bro. This, it's it's I've, it's like a tattoo heaven is what it is. This and might be one of minty. It's, uh, yeah, it's – if you're going to get a tattoo, clean, beautiful – this is the place to be right here. And, and T. Costello is all about color, too. That's what he likes as much as anything. So he'll give it a little pop. Uh, the, now, J.J., can we heli you in here? Can we heli you in here? I'm here. Yeah, I know, but we need to helicopter you in uh, so you can come and check well, it out. Well, I, I don't like that Matt was already trying to ruin our whole bit, <laughs> our whole remote, because on a whim well, this morning he felt like he needed to inform Leon yeah. not to do this. Right, he's going to try and talk him down. What was that like, no, about? We, yeah, we're not doing that. We're not worried about that. <laughs> yeah. This is a tough man right here. Okay, we're talking Pro Bowl. We're talking Hall of Fame. We're talking all of that. All right, so, Mia, we're going to uh, Facebook Live this, a little live stream action around 1, Yes, right? 1 o'clock is when Leon is scheduled to actually begin the tattoo process. We will be live streaming that on our 1010XL Facebook channel, so make sure you log on over there. We'll reshare that link over on Twitter if you need any help finding it. Um, but, yes, head on over to the 1010 Facebook at 1 o'clock, 
We will post some other exclusive content from inside of Mr. Tattoo uh, throughout the course of the show because we will be with you so until 3 p.m. is there other people getting on a lovely done Thursday right of XL Primetime, yeah. our first three-hour Thursday no. in quite some time. Yeah, yeah. JJ, it's actually s- someone behind us getting inked. Yes. And what are yes. they? Is it a male, female? What's the situation? It is a male. He is laid comfortably getting a tattoo. And this yeah, is a guy who looks w- like he's had lots of work, or is this like a oh, you? Absolutely. Okay. absolutely. He's comfortable. And, and okay. we don't want to talk and too he, much about he, him a, without and, him uh, giving us permission, but exactly. it's in the leg area. Yeah. yeah, he's like, bring it on. It's in the leg area. And he has so, not flinched. Okay, yeah, so this not. should be good for Leon to see someone, you know, relaxing and taking and if it I'm easy. being honest True. Matt uh, we're sharing microphones on one of these but if I'm being honest does the dude that's getting the tattoo right now not look like George when he was posing on Seinfeld does he <laughs> look just like him yeah he looks I mean he really does doesn't he yeah like he's got that certain pose, right? Which would have been a great Seinfeld episode, by the way. George getting a tattoo. Yeah, yeah. That would have uh, been a great yeah. episode. I don't know whether that ever would have been possible with Costanza, but that's the kind of look that he's got going. But anyway, he's got he's got some thigh action, he some does. thigh work going he on does. right he now. Does. Yes. All right, now let's get to a handful of things, and then we'll get back to the tattoo. If you guys want to drop on by Bay Meadows Road, right where it empties out to San Jose, a small tattoo shop. He's got it all looking really, really boss in here, but if you just want to drop by, say hello, wish Leon luck, whatever it might be, um, definitely drop on by and say hello. Uh, the talk, of course, AFC, NFC championship games. And I'll just tell you this. I took a look. I took a look yesterday at that just a little bit of video that they were able to pump out from the Kansas City Chiefs and practice time when it came to seeing Pat Mahomes run out onto the field this cat looks like he is back as close to 100% now he's probably being shot up on a daily basis spatted up you know the tape and all that kind of stuff but he looks like he is ready to go and the the line has already moved up to one and a half to start going mm-hmm. the Bengals way down to one the Bengals way now it's back to a pick em. well listen I've been in that situation where a team has needed me to play I told all this type of story. I told you the stories about my knee. That was in the playoff game. I think it was against the Cleveland Browns. I was the right tackle. They, they didn't have enough confidence in the guy behind me. So there was 24-hour medical assistance on me. And I'm sure the same thing had to happen to Patrick Mahomes. I'm sure every day on the hour he was getting medicated for that ankle wrapped, ice and stem, ice bags, uh, working the flexibility on that, that, that on that on that foot, and I want him 100. Mm-hmm. percent I'm sure the Bengals want 100 them 100. percent I don't want him. I don't want him harboring. I don't want him playing the way he played against us. I want Patrick Mahomes at his best. I'm the Bengals. I say bring your best. We bring our best, mm-hmm. and we'll you'll see us in the Super Bowl. You know what they're calling it, Maddie, in in, in uh, up there in Cincinnati, the land of pasta and chili. Right. They're calling Arrowhead Burrowhead. But they're Burrowhead. heading to Burrowhead because Burrow is going to take over again. Dude's three and zero against him. I, I I think we're on the verge right now. Of and I wish again I wish that Patrick Mahomes was completely healthy because I think we're on the verge of Joe Burrow overtaking Pat Mahomes as the dude at QB one mm-hmm. in the NFL. And that's a lot to say. That's a that's a big ass statement. What that is. But he's. I mean, you watch him play in that snow in Buffalo. The things he was doing, the jump pass for the touchdown was unbelievable. So I, we're close right now with these two. They're neck and neck. Yeah. Uh, look, we're talking about someone's going to assume the mantle. Mahomes is right at the top of the mantle. Grab that one. Just say hello real quick. I just want to see. We're testing out yeah. some different microphones Yeah. We're here. just trying to make sure that. Okay. All right. That one's off. All right. I'm just trying to make sure. I'm just trying to make sure. No, no. I will let you know. Okay. You know I'll let you okay. know. All 
right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure that one out. I'm going to figure that one out. Again. Yeah, 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 lay the scene yeah. out once again. Exactly what we got <laughs> so cooking here because just, we've got a couple different microphones in play. We actually are going to have Leon still mic'd up as he is getting his yes, tattoo on coming sure at one o'clock. Perfect. So we're trying to get all the different microphones and headsets set up here. And, and, and the beautiful thing about it is uh, Travis not only is he giving us ink, he gave us ether, and so we got the wired connection. But we're just trying to make sure that everything's going to work in the shop because he's going to be keep you know keeping on doing business the way he wants to normally run his Thursday. So we're just trying to make sure that we got it all the way we need. Plus the tune. Yeah. Got a little James gang going now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. We just yeah. heard the Stones. This is Brown for you, Sugar. man. Brown Sugar was on earlier. <laughs> what could be a more fitting song, right? Huh? Yeah. What could be a more fitting song? I like the Brown Sugar. Yeah. Have you been called Brown Sugar? Uh, no, I have not. <laughs> I'm getting the feeling that he might have mentioned that to somebody else at some, time, at some time. All right, but honestly, Joe Burrow is right now, he's the 21st century version of Joe Cool. And when you have a guy like that that can go in there and, and almost he might, like we're talking about the possibility of someone stealing someone else's stage. I told you guys yesterday, Mahomes has never lost on the road in the postseason because he's never played on the road mm-hmm. in the postseason. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, he lost at home when the Cincinnati Bengals went in there last time and, and was able to take it from the AFC Championship game to the Super Bowl. So he's got to have some of those things creeping in his head. Here's the thing with Joe Burrow. His first year at LSU, you were kind of like, you remember the Miami game, his first yeah, game? Yeah, I remember. You were kind of yeah. like, all right, yeah. nothing special. The transformation from year one to year two at LSU. And, again, you could talk about Joe Brady and about Jamar Chase and about Jefferson, um, but at the end of the day, you're, you have a guy who literally made a quantum leap as far as what kind of a player he is, what kind of a leader he is, mm-hmm. what kind of a big game player he is, in literally less than eight, nine months. And that's, that is not I, – I know the others around him, including Clyde Edwards-Alaire, were important, and that defense was good too. But you see now what he did in the NFL. He goes to the Bengals, which is a horrible franchise. Now the Bengals are among the elite in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how quickly it all connected for him. And I know he didn't play at Ohio State early. He never got the chance to play and was kind of a, you know, kind of a let's see what we got here first season at LSU. Then, Joe, the key game was that Fiesta Bowl against UCF. And I really believe that key play was when he got cheap hit on your guy, you know, because you guys are a little dirty there at UCF. That cheap hit that he, that he took off that yeah. after that pick six yeah. on the peelback block, it just all clicked from there, man. He's been nothing but straight, mediocre rise since then. Well, listen, I've been more impressed with Joe Burrow for the simple fact that his offensive line is terrible. During the regular season, they always lead the NFL in giving up sacks with Joe Burrow. They did it his rookie year, they did it the year before, they do it in this year. But for whatever reason, during the postseason, they wake up. They find a way to give him protection. They find a way to run the ball. I was amazed with their ability to do what they did to Buffalo in that snow against all odds to protect the quarterback. He only got sacked once. And to run the ball effectively, that's three starters we're talking about. Yeah. That's three starters we're talking about. And the fact that Joe Burrow, when he does get hit during the regular season, he gives up those sacks. He's not monstrous to his offensive line. He's just like, okay, let's pick it up. Let's do it again. I think that's refreshing as a young quarterback to not hammer down on your offensive line, especially when they're, when they're struggling early on. But my question, Leon, is how much of that is Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon? How much of that offensive line success is having those guys? I'm not sure yeah. off the top of my head how quickly Joe Burrow is getting the ball out. I'm not going to disagree, obviously. The sacks are the sacks as mm-hmm. you look at the numbers. But I'm curious, especially going up against that Buffalo defensive front that doesn't have a Chris Jones inside, how yeah. much of that was just them saying, we can run the ball and you can't, so we're going to bully you? 
Yeah, that, that, that definitely was probably in play. Uh, they knew that if they, if they had to hold on to the ball too long in those elements like that, then you create opportunity where you get sacks, you get fumbles, you get turnovers. So they decided to run the ball, and they were effective running the ball. It takes a little pressure off of the passer if you're running the ball effectively. So, yeah, um, maybe that, that was their game plan going in, you know, this pass rush. Now, Buffalo's – Von Miller out the equation yeah. definitely helped them for sure. But, yeah, if you if you, you take that into your game plan where we're going to run the ball effectively, and I keep saying that teams that can run the ball effectively in the playoffs, no matter how much of a high-wire act they are, are going to have a lot more success moving forward. Should be noted that the line, according to the good folks at my bookie, has actually shifted back to one and a half in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs. And so I'm assuming that is just expectations that Patrick Mahomes will indeed play. Again, he did practice yesterday. The total is sitting at around 47 and a half, kind of low between two high-scoring offenses. But obviously mm-hmm. last week we saw the Bengals and the Bills not put up nearly the points everyone thought. And the Chiefs and the Jaguars not put up the, the mm-hmm. amount of points that many expected them to. Yeah, yeah. Well, one, oh, go ahead, Gillian. No, 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 no. One, uh, well, yeah, one and a half at home. But it's uh, listen. I, I like I like the Bengals for the simple fact that Joe Burrow just seems to, and I agree with Matt. I, I think it might be a change of the guards. If if he beats them again in this AFC Championship game, and he goes four and all, he is definitely in Patrick Mahomes' head. Let me let me give you a, a number. Let, saucy Nugget, JG, you ready for the Saucy Nugget? So, since. That dirty hit at UCF, since that play, Joe Burrow, since then, 146 touchdown passes, 37 picks. Saucy nugs. Wow. That is a nug right that's, there for that's you. That's impressive, bro. <laughs> Good Think about that. 146 touchdown so passes. So, that means he carries a chip, a big chip on oh, his shoulder. Oh, man. That's, he's always been that way. Nice. He's all like he he carried a chip it. because Nebraska didn't recruit him because <laughs> yeah. his dad was you know coaching Nebraska for so long and he grew up in Nebraska. Scott Frost didn't recruit him. He carried a chip because Ohio State he thought he beat out um, he thought he beat out uh, uh, Dwayne Haskins. Mm-hmm. Didn't get it. Had to transfer to LSU. Was going to go to Cincinnati and then it started to break down there and then and then Ed Orgeron said okay come here we'll take you. To this day you talk about Ed Orgeron and he gets emotional because he says without Ed Orgeron I'm nothing. And Orgeron mm-hmm. takes him, they develop him, and this kid just like a rocket, man. Just, I mean, he's, it's impressive what he's done since he finally got his chance to start. Coach O, mm-hmm. good friend of Excel Primetime. Yeah. Hey, uh, let's, let's stay in the National Football League, but let's hit a that, the biggest news we've seen so far in the coaching carousel this offseason, JJ. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. According to both the NFL Network and ESPN, former Broncos head coach as well as Jaguars offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett has been hired by the New York Jets as their OC. The Jets interviewed more than 15 candidates, according to Adam Schefter. Of course, Nathaniel Hackett, I love this tweet. Of any of the tweets, of any of the stats, Leon, this is the one Schefter chooses to use. They're hiring Nathaniel Hackett, who once helped lead a top five point scored offense in Jacksonville to the AFC Championship game. Wow. Wow. <laughs> talk about picking and choosing. Yeah. Well, then his follow-up tweet wow. is, a gift to Sports Talk Radio for days to come. New Jets OC Nathaniel Hackett has a lot of friends with the Packers for whatever that is worth. Wow. Well, he did. I mean, he was Blake Bortles. He took Blake Bortles to the AFC Championship game. But that's, that's something to be said right there alone. But I guess he also helped Aaron Rodgers with uh, – his play as well. 
Right. And so that's obviously going to be, you know, that's going to be the sticking point. Is is this a sign that Nathaniel Hackett, or excuse me, Nathaniel Hackett will be luring Aaron Rodgers to New York? But you remember this past offseason, plenty of people thought Aaron Rodgers to Denver was going to make all the sense in the world. Yeah. Because, again, oh, well, he was his OC. Now they're going to get him. Is Nathaniel Hackett about to. No. Somehow, some no. way. No, 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 no. no. Not, not, not is he about to lure Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Is he about to fool another franchise into, oh, yeah, I can convince A-Ron to come. Yeah, well, yeah no problem. At, at the very least, he's employed again. So that part of it's a positive. And, yeah, he was able to make the old chicken salad out of however you want to describe mm-hmm. it at times uh, here with the boat. Uh, but then also he gets all the credit for Aaron Rodgers in no way, shape, or form in my book. Okay, Aaron Rodgers was Aaron Rodgers before Nate Hackett showed up. Uh, yeah. He goes to New York. Is he now tasked with saving saving Zach Wilson, throwing a life preserver his way and saying, come on, kid, let's grow up, let's mature, let's figure out how to exist and survive in the National Football League. Do this, do this, do this. Don't do that. He might. But at the same time, you know, there's a lot of people wishing and hoping that they can attract Aaron Rodgers. It's going to cost a ton of cash. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to give up compensation to get him. So not only do you got to pay the freight, you got to give up stuff to get him to come your way. And does does Aaron Rodgers want anything of well, the AFC right now with no, all the discussions no. we just had with Mahomes, Burrow, the way Trevor's on the come? Really? Listen, a couple of games I, I was seeing Aaron Rodgers play out. I was wondering how motivated he was to play in the games. I mean, he just seemed unlike himself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? As far as the deep throws, as far as the, now, I don't know if that was there was a breakdown. I don't know if that was the line. I don't know because he had young wide receivers. But uh, the mass majority of the games that I saw Green Bay play, it seemed like Aaron Rodgers was not even in the game. His body language is bad. I don't know if I don't yeah, know how much you read look. into that. But how much? And if you you you, you got to give up. How much draft capital have you you had to give up to get there? A lot. You have to give up a lot. Yeah. And then how long is he going to stay? And how motivated is he going to play? As much as I've been an A.A. Ron fan through the years, just love watching the, the guy play. I like watching him operate and all that kind of stuff. He was inaccurate. He seemed like he had the Peyton face on more than any other face mm-hmm. this year. And they made that nice little run. Then they got their butts kicked by the Detroit Lions at home. And he made his share of mistakes in that game. And then he comes out of it, you know, basically saying that uh, enough wasn't done around him to basically put themselves in position to make a playoff run. Question is, is he going to come back? Is he going to show up for off-season workouts? Is he going to work at, like a teammate uh, as part of the Packers, or is he just going to show up at the end and say, okay, who, who, who do you guys have for me to throw the ball to? I don't know. That could backfire on him. Well, I would really think could. his boy uh, – whatchamacallit? Um, who? Uh, wide receiver. Yeah. Why am I blanking right now? With the, who he brought back with him, who was with the Texans. Yeah, well, Randall Cobb Randall came Cobb. Back. Randall yeah. Cobb, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would think Randall yeah. Cobb's not coming back. Yeah, Randall. So Cobb. I would think in terms of his boys, like, I mean, listen, they tried the past two years to make him happy by bringing Randall Cobb back by saying, we'll get you all your friends, we'll make you happy. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work out. And then they go out and they, you know, get young receivers in the draft. And evidently, it wasn't the young receivers he wanted, even though Romeo Dubs and then Christian Watkins really way, came on Christian late. Watson's a star yeah. in the making, mm-hmm. okay? That cat's going to be around for a long time. Dobbs certainly was up and down. There was really nothing you could say that was over the top with him. But that's the deal. If you're going to still try and win championships, you need to make sure you make others around you better, right? You don't expect them to show up and be on your level. You've well, got to pull them well, up. Well, if they're young, you got to build a relationship, 
you know, with the young wide receivers. You got to spend time with them. Now, if you got a more of a, a veteran savvy group that's been around for a while, maybe not as much. But a lot of these kids, the young kids, you got Aaron Roberts. They want Aaron Rodgers. They want to build that relationship, that rapport with Aaron Rodgers about going places, you know, running routes, you know, talking about you know what what they need to do uh, as far as as far as uh, the route running and the timing and all that other kind of stuff. Which essentially, when you've got a more veteran group, you, you don't have to do it as much. So I mean, if he, wherever he goes, he's got to reestablish himself in his relationship, whatever wide receivers he's going to deal with, especially if they're young. He can't go on there saying, "Okay, it's July, here I am." He's got to meet those kids uh, way before then, so you can build that kind of rapport with them as far as the relationship and the timing and everything that goes along with it. All right, we got it. We got it cooking here at Mister Tattoo. We are on Bay Meadows Road, right where it empties out to San Jose. Leon is, uh, you know, we're gonna do a little countdown. He's a little over a half hour away from getting on the chair. By the way, Travis went out and got you a chair that can carry the big man's weight. Okay, yeah. I've dropped a few lbs. I know you have. I just want to let you know that you've definitely worked out. You're staying in shape because we've had issues with chairs before. I have. I've I've broken my shift chairs. Yeah, I told him. I said, look, we got a chair cemetery back at uh, 10 XL HQ, and and we have been on remote before where a chair has come out from underneath Pixar's. And so he's got it rated. He's got it ready to go, and he's going to make it make sure that you're peaceful, calm. And then we might have to go over there and get you a cigar afterwards. Sounds good. Yeah. I think, I mean, you're good. Yeah, you'll be ready for that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you'll be ready for that. All right, so drop on by, say, hey, uh, we have got a handful of things that we will get into today. And, you know, just to try and tie it together, I'm talking to a Jaguar fan, Sunset Grill, and I'm like, did you ever think we'd be talking about the AFC and NFC championship games just days after the Jaguar season ended? Okay, how long, like, look, five years ago? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. But we all saw the ruin that took place between 17 and 22. A half decade flew by before this team was back in position, and they made the run. But only days, not weeks, not a month. This team was that close to the AFC Championship game. So, you know, what is it going to take? What's running through people's minds right now as far as that little missing link? Sometimes we think it's just one thing. It's more than one thing. Well, I think that's what's fascinating. And I was reading even Bill Parcells in the 33rd team penned an article yesterday with regards to evaluating all the teams that made the playoffs this year and where they look to be long term. And obviously, you know, he referenced that the Jags are an ascending team, but he specifically cited the fact that they have no matchup for for Travis Kelsey. Mm -hmm. And while that works in a vacuum of, oh, you know, they lost to them twice this year and Kelsey torched them both times. The fact of the matter is, is now we're in a position where, and I said this yesterday and I'll say it again, Mm -hmm. the Jaguars are no longer building their team just to compete with the AFC South. They are building their team to compete with the Chiefs, the Bengals, and the Bills. And how they do that this offseason is going to be critical to the longevity of this franchise moving forward with Trevor Lawrence at the helm. you got to look at big prizes, right? That's big cat hunting if you're going to go out there. you got to be able to take on all of them. Yeah, I thought I thought this. essentially you, you got to win the division, which they did. You had to take out the big dog, which was the Titan. Mm-hmm. Now you got to look forward. you got to look at the next half decade or the next decade. Who do we have to surpass in order to get ourselves to a Super Bowl and – that's your, your your usual suspects, the Chiefs, Buffalo, um, and, and Cincinnati right yeah. now, and maybe the Chargers as well. Yeah, like I said before, Matt, there's more questions in Buffalo and Dallas than there are in Jacksonville. And I don't think too many people would have said that uh, this time. Obviously, this time a year ago, there was no way they were saying that. The, the Josh Allen-led Bills were – it was just, hey, show up, you're going to the Super Bowl type of feeling. And then Dak Prescott and them kind of got – they got some believers going and – 
they are now full of question marks, coach-related, quarterback-related. Not like they're second-guessing Josh Allen, but we all know he was a turnover machine in a lot of ways this year, and we know Dak was down I, the stretch. I, I, I just think it's, it's crazy to put this in perspective like this, that the two previous seasons, they were the worst team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Now, less than a year later, we're talking about you need a couple pieces and you can get to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Isn't that something? Think about that concept, <laughs> yeah. man. We now we're literally <laughs> talking about, well, if you get a rush end, you get a corner, so you have three corners now. Now we're talking about you have three corners. We didn't even have one. Yeah. There wasn't even one you could count on going into the season. Not one. True. Now it's like, all right, you get a player here, player there, and now all of a sudden you've got a team that can go contend it for the Super Bowl. It's just absolutely the metamorphosis of this team in less than 11 to 12 months is yeah. just – Phenomenal. Well, we may be jumping the gun a little bit, but still, why not? If you well, are that I don't, close, I don't. I don't yeah. think you're jumping. The, if you yeah. go and play like you played against the Chiefs, yeah. And I don't think it would have been much different had had uh, Mahomes been healthy. If you go play like that in the playoffs on the road, I, I think you you clearly have well, something. Well, if you go in there playing the playoffs on the road with a bona fide rush in and another corner that could cover and a wide receiver that could stress the defense, you're still getting Calvin right. You're getting yeah. Calvin really next yeah. year. And, and there's the ball game right there. And, and Doug Peterson, uh, and let me just qualify it this way. Doug Peterson's a big game hunter, okay? Mm-hmm. He's a big game hunter. He's not going to go in there and go, we're going to take take a solid approach and all this kind of stuff. He's a big game hunter. He wants to take down those big prizes like you're talking about. All right, Mr. Tattoo, we're hanging out on Bay Meadows Road. You can drop on by. It's XL Primetime. Big Surce is going to get him a tattoo coming up in just a little bit. We will keep it rolling. XL Primetime. saved you a seat. It's Lunch with Leon on 1010XL. Brought to you by Wingstop. XL Primetime live from Mr. Tattoo Jacks on Bay Meadows Road to pay off the long-awaited bet. Leon Searcy, you didn't think the Jags would make the playoffs? No, I did. I, I did think they'd make the playoffs. Okay. I was looking forward to the tattoo. I was hoping they gave me a tattoo. And right. Here we are. Yeah. Here there we, we are. are. Absolutely. Here we are. Two and one. Because it was after the Chargers. Week it was. Three it win. was. It was. It was after that big win against the Chargers. We were two and one, and uh, they, I believe we were two and one. Yes, yeah, yeah, we were two and yep. one. Yeah, we beat the Chargers, and uh, I was all in on the Kool Aid. I was drinking the Kool Aid. I had a half a gallon. I was ready to go. Yeah, I don't think you was a bet as much no. as you were just fired up. Yeah, I was fired up. You were like, hey man, if they get that, I'm going to do that. A- absolutely. Yeah. 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 I-, I do like that, and and. You know, it was the belief, the willingness to do something. Because you've made sacrifices for this team before. Yeah, right? Yes, I have. <laughs> we just kind of made it into a bet to make you know, a little more drama. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> All right, now, a couple things are, are, are cooking. Uh, Travis and Tim here inside the shop, Mr. Tattoo Jack, they are working because they actually are putting tattoos on people right now. We have this nice family that came in, and we're, we're looking at them like you had no idea you were walking right into a radio show. You can come on in. You can say hello, yeah. check it out. Matter of fact, someone did drop off. Uh, a little Red Bull. Now, we cannot consume it inside this building. No. But I think someone was bringing that to you. Not Red to Bull, but uh, uh, Fireball. 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 Yeah, Fireball. Which Fireball. then prompted uh, me to remind yeah. you all that I had literally just seen on Twitter. Shout out to our good friend uh, Misto Chris uh, on the Twitter machine that apparently Fireball is being sued because their little nips aren't actually including as much whiskey as they say they are. Yeah. Wow. 
That's so, classic. hey, I mean, that, listen, that, Leon, that's what they got in the bag for you. Yeah, but, yeah, I'm not a big fan, but yeah, yeah. I'll give it away to somebody. Yeah, you'll give it away to somebody. Oh, yeah, someone to enjoy it. And then, but thank you for doing that. Oh, absolutely. They were, trying, they were trying to give you a little numbing I, medicine. They were. They were giving me a little numbing <laughs> medicine. <laughs> that's exactly what they were after. Now, we've got our playlist rocket right here. Uh, also, back at 1010, well, I call it JJville whenever right. we're on the road. Uh, back to JJville, um, he played a little Deep Purple. So let's tell everybody today, instead of normally with our Big Hair Heavy Metal Friday, we will have a chance to win a couple of pair of tickets to Deep Purple. So give them the details because tomorrow we got the Dewey Awards. Okay, it's all about Duval uh, with our Dewey Awards. But uh, JJ, tell them what they can be listening up for. Yeah, a pair of tickets to see Deep Purple live at Florida Theater with special guest Marshall Tucker Band February 19th. Yeah, so a little bit later on, J.J. will give you the uh, the prompt. He'll give you a chance to win them, but we've got a couple of pairs, uh, and you can definitely check that out. Deep Purple special guest will also be there performing live with them, uh, Marshall Tucker. So definitely make sure that you hang out with us and get a chance to win those tickets. All right, so let's get back to a couple of things. Matter of fact, let's, since we have been talking about Pat Mahomes, let's just do a little funky right now, and then we'll get back to some of the other storylines that we had. Time now for a funky fact. Get funky with Funky Buddha. So you're getting ready for the championship Sunday. You can head on into the cooler section of your local grocer. Look for a little Funky Buddha. You get a little funky on Sunday as you get ready for the championship game. So Pat Mahomes has led his team to five straight conference championship games. We all know how good it is. It's legendary stuff. Uh, and Andy Reid, by the way, is continuing to take his team to the championship level of football. So Mahomes five straight since 1970, which is when the merger take place, took place. There are only a couple of others that have taken their teams to five straight. Now, one of them is the obvious. It's the GOAT, okay? It's Tom Flipping Brady. Uh, and as a matter of fact, he, how about his? You ready for this? Tom Brady did it five times from 03 to 07 and eight times from 11 to 18. Is that not just unbelievable? One other cat did it. Who is it? Jim Kelly? That's a good one because obviously four one. Super Bowls. Yeah, it has to be Jim. I, I, no, yeah, that'd be Jim Kelly. It's in the AFC that's the or obvious, over? So that's just AFC. conference championship. No, he went four. He went four. Yeah, but he went four Super Bowls. Yeah, no. not four four AFC championships. He could have gone to four. Well, they definitely didn't go he, in ninety six. You saying he had to, he had to go on to five, five, five AFC? Did they champion. go in ninety five? Because the four falls of Buffalo were ninety ninety one. I'm gonna go with Montana. Yeah, Montana's a good one. That's a good one. Five championship games. Five championship games. Yes. yes. Five consecutive, consecutive, yeah, conference championship games. Wait, Troy Aikman, maybe? Brady did it five times once, and then did it eight in a row once. Casual, just nuts. Mm. Elway did it right. Troy Aikman uh, five times consecutive. One, two, three, four, and five. He ain't going ninety-one. I don't think. I'm gonna say Donovan McNabb. All right, got D McNabb in there. They lost. They lost to the Niners. Then went Super Bowl, Super Bowl, lost Super Bowl. No? Maybe. Good guess. I'm going with Jim Kelly. All right, so yeah. these are all good. I you like got, the Jim Kelly. You got Jim Kelly. You got D. McNabb. Because, by the way, Andy Reid went to four straight NFC mm -hmm. Championship games with Donovan. Uh, who else do we have? Uh, Montana. 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 And then we – who else do we throw out there? Terry Bradshaw, maybe? I said maybe. I mean, Elway, no, right? 98, 99. And then Aikman. All right, no one has hit it. Oh. He said Troy. He said Troy Aikman. Yeah, no said one Aikman. has hit it. No one has hit it. Wow. Five from 1973 to 1977. This guy probably had a tat. The snake. Ken Stable. Oh. 
Okay. Nice. Going back to Oakland and Pittsburgh. You mentioned Bradshaw. This is when they were going back and forth. Right. Just knocking each other to the ground. And that was right there in the middle of the Immaculate Reception and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, Kenny Stabler, five that's from good. 1973 that's to 1977. Like that. And that's when they had a ton of Hall of Famers on that football team. The snake. Yeah, the snake. I, I wonder if he did have him a tattoo of the snake. Probably he did. might have. Probably did. Uh, he, he drank from the snake. I know that uh, quite often. Uh, but you mentioned all those great names. And so that is kind of the territory that Mahomes is in and that Burrow's trying to enter and that you dream that Trevor might be one day. It ain't easy to keep getting up and, and, and playing at that level. But, it is not. Well, I mean, what's even more remarkable is the fact that he's going to five straight AFC championship games. He's never lost, He's never left home. Yeah. Which means in those five straight championship games, they probably, not probably, probably had the best record. Yeah. In the AFC all those years. If yeah. not the NFL. Exactly. Yeah. And, and last year, the number one seed got knocked off in the AFC. It was Tennessee. Tennessee, Cincinnati yep. went in and popped them uh, on divisional round weekend. They mm -hmm. knocked them out, and that's how Kansas City got to host again uh, with the AFC championship game the next week when Cincinnati came calling, and Cincinnati was able to, uh, to come away with a win. Now, here's the other thing that I think is important. Chris Jones, he made an impact last week, but like not a major, major impact. We mm -hmm. saw other guys uh, uh, that, that were able to step up. Who was it? Uh, not a couple of those other guys stepped up and made plays. But Kappa, the guard for Cincinnati, handled Chris Jones. The last time these two teams played, he ain't there this go around. That's one thing to look at. Yeah. I'm leaning Kansas City in this game. That's one thing to look at. Because really? Even though they did a good job against Buffalo, this is now back-to-back -back Sundays that they have to go on the road. Uh, Buffalo didn't necessarily have all their pieces along that defensive front. Uh, and, and Cincinnati did a great job uh, of running the ball and protecting mm -hmm. Burrow. But that's one thing well, I'm looking at. As much as I give the offensive line the Cincinnati credit for handling Buffalo, mm -hmm. uh, you also have to – the elements were in play as well, Okay. The get-offs on defense. There's not going to be any uh, element. I don't think there's going to be any element problem in this game this Sunday, right? I don't believe so. Eh, it I might be a heard. little chilly or whatever. It's going to be chilly, yeah. It yeah. might be a little chilly, but I, I'm pretty sure Chris Jones is not going to have any problem with his footing. So they're yeah. going to definitely have to find a way to slide the protection his way and then leave, you know, tackle here, tackle there on an island because he needs to be double-teamed, especially in this game. Right. Because he wasn't as disruptive as we thought he was going to be against us. I mean, he was okay. He made a couple of plays here and there. But you're, this is the type of guy that you've got to neutralize or he can wreck shop mm -hmm. in, any, in, in your backfield and put all kind of pressures on your quarterback. So, mm -hmm. uh, And being this close to the Super Bowl, I'm sure he's going to shine in this game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, those times – so we mentioned – Back in the day, all those Hall of Famers that came out of Oakland, how, how many Hall of Famers could be coming out of this Kansas City team? You're thinking about it. Well, uh, I mean, at Kelsey, the very least, Mahomes and Kelsey. Yeah. I and mean, I, that, those are, I mean, first ballot guys yeah. I don't know. as of right Andy now. Andy Reid. Yeah, Reed. of course, for yep. sure. Andy exactly. Reid, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, I, no, but other than that. Hill. Well, he's yeah. – yeah. yeah, you never know he'll what go, he ends up being. Yeah, you never know what he ends up being. I mean, but then also Chris, Chris Jones. Jones. Yeah, Chris yeah. Jones. He's the one yeah. that I'm thinking of when right. I say that. Mm -hmm. Frank Clark, maybe. Yeah. But that's the thing is, like, I look at this Bengals roster, and, again, they're so young, so you have no idea what's <laughs> coming exactly mm -hmm. down the pipeline. But there's more dudes on that team that I say, oh, yeah, like, that's a star, that's a perennial pro bowler. The Chiefs, it boils down to those three, Mahomes, Kelsey, Reed, and maybe Chris Jones. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot like the Patriot I'm, way because back in 
Tommy's Patriot days. You had Gronk. You had Edelman. You had yeah. Moss for that one year. But Moss was a rental. Yeah. yeah. Who who did you – I mean, I guess if you go back to the early days of the Brady-Belichick era when you had the Teddy Brewskis of yeah. the world and, and those guys. Like, McGinnis. And, yeah. Right. McGinnis was great. But post-2000 uh-huh. – Dante Hightower was great. Yeah. yeah. Post-2010. Teddy Brewski. Yeah. Who Teddy else did they have, though? Right. Who else did they Stephon have, Stephon Gilmore though? was great. They had Ty Law Gilmore. who went in there. Yeah. yeah. Ty yeah. Law who went into the hall. So, right. I mean, yeah. there are definitely some good ones on that side of the ball that we, that we kind of forget about a little bit. Uh, the line play was always solid. You had Corey Dillon, you had Antoine Smith, you had a handful of other. Uh, Kevin Falk was Mr. Reliable for a long Nate Solder on offense tackle was really yeah, good. Yeah, I don't, I don't was, think he's a Hall of Famer, but he was really yeah, good. Yeah, he was really good for mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah, By the so way, the elements in Kansas City, 12. Mm-hmm. If you think that's an element. Yeah, wind chill. Well, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. No, no, that's not wind chill. That's just temperature. That's oh, temperature, okay. huh? Okay. So I want to get to these off the text Football, line. Uh, the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures because we got a tale of two two cities going down on the text line right now, boys. Uh, we have one texter, thank you to 3933, who goes, man, hearing those tattoo machines buzzing in the background behind you guys has got me itching for a new tattoo. Followed by 6318, who says, I can't listen to the show because of the buzzing sound. Uh, I guess it's uh, different days, right? You never you have no idea. I Come like on down it. and get the tattoo if yeah. you're itching for one. Yeah, exactly. I like hearing it. It does. It doesn't. It, it sounds soothing to me. Yeah. Uh, I also enjoy white noise. Yeah. yeah. Five three yeah. two eight wants to know if it's evening crickets or power lines. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> could be crickets. Could be crickets. You just sit out there with the smoke. Just kind of listen to them. Let them kind of lull you in a little bit. Uh, when, when you think about Hall of Famers and that type of talk, uh, and you are, let's just be real, you're going up against teams that have those types of players on their football team this team's trying to get there uh trevor had one of the best seasons in a jaguar uniform playing that position that we've ever seen i mean it, we're, we're talking only a couple of other guys have taken teams to afc championship games uh one was the boat and the other was brew and this guy has the op- opportunity obviously to be the you know number one quarterback in this franchise and then you start talking about do they have those qualities about them a hall of fame quality Used to say this about Jalen back in the day. He had that mm-hmm. Hall of Fame quality just in terms of being on the field. Wasn't a Hall of Fame individual uh, getting out of town the way he did, but the Hall of Fame quality. See it mm-hmm. in Trev? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I see it in Trev. Absolutely. I mean, the physical attributes alone. I mean, this guy's 6'6". Six, six. He's got a rocket for arm. He's got the leadership. He's got the will. He's got the desire. He's competitive. Mm-hmm. Hates losing, wants to win. Uh, he's unselfish. Uh, I mean, he's got it all. Man. He's got it all, man. Seriously, he, he can manipulate defenses with his eyes and go through his progressions. Uh, he's a rally, he's hell. a rally rag. Yeah, I mean, he gets the guys going. I mean, you see when he scored that two point and he spiked the ball, he said, "Let's let's go." Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you know, I mean that that kind of. Stuff. And I always said this too: when it comes to a quarterback in the huddle, he's got to be believable. I got to know when I come in the huddle with you, mm-hmm. and we're down by six points. And we got to go 80 yards, and we got to score a touchdown. Right. When I come in that huddle, I got to believe that you can take us there. And he's believable. Yeah. He, everybody from the offensive line to the wide receiver to the running back, they know when they get in that huddle, 16 gives us a chance. Not that we have no idea what he played with throughout the last maybe third of the season with that toe. If, yep, if it true. was, if it truly was a a toe problem like like our doc said it was, mm-hmm. like a typical turf toe, that's a lot of pain. A lot of pain. Mm-hmm. And that playing through that every single week, he's a tough guy, man. Tough dude. He insisted because he was asked on Monday at the locker clean out 
mm-hmm. if he was playing through pain. And he said, he's like, honestly, for everything we went through this season, for me to be as healthy as I am, and he said, he's like, I feel pretty good. That's saying something. So I'm curious exactly what the extent of the toe right, injury was. In the right. last three weeks in particular, we saw he at least would be limited on the first day of practice as opposed to a DNP, although uh, the DNP streak was, was pretty good there. <laughs> was pretty good there for a while. Well, I don't know if you guys heard, though, speaking of the toe injury, uh, our boys on Jaguars today, their question of the, day, of the day was what was the most dramatic moment of the season? And, of course, they have the two-point play versus Baltimore, the walk-off pick six. But then Dempsey says midway through the show, he goes, honestly, imagine if Trevor hadn't come back from that toe injury. Go back to that Detroit Lions game where we all are looking at each other. We're texting in the group chat. We're like, the world is ending. If only we had known then that this team would not lose another game Mm. until the divisional round of the playoffs from that moment forth. And they lost by 25, 26 points. If he doesn't come back, I mean, the 3-14 and doesn't come back. Yeah. I don't think they beat anybody. And it's like, all right, we talked four, about four and thirteen, but yeah. yes, four and four and thirteen. Yeah, right, right. But we talked about Mahomes running out of the tunnel at the half or after the half this Sunday. That was the same type of feeling when Trevor ran out of the tunnel that day against Detroit mm-hmm. because you you couldn't help but think the worst when you saw that injury and you're like, and then the dude comes back and he says, "I'm going to play," and obviously they got wild in that game. But yeah, that I, I, all right. I still think of. Rayshon's play is one of the biggest plays that I saw this year. The the game. Yeah, under. the Cowboys game. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. about as good a, a – but I think Trevor, the suggestion of Trevor, you know, that, that was a moment in time right there. Mm-hmm. That was a you moment You know what else was a big play? Clearly big in the game, but I think it was also big from the standpoint of this fan base really start to understand who they've got when he goes to the line of scrimmage against the Chargers and changes the play mm-hmm. and throws that – that bomb, that perfect deep ball to Zay Jones. Yeah. I think all of a sudden people start to think, okay, wait a second. This is a dude right now that's mm-hmm. that's under center for us. Yeah. 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 That that If you're thinking about identifying, you know, when a guy – I still point to leaving London as when he grew up. I yeah. really mm-hmm. do because he said it. Okay, I'm just taking yeah. his words. But leaving London, I think, is when he really said, you know what, I got I to gotta tighten yeah. it up. I think for me, I think it's a strip six mm-hmm. against Tennessee. Because mm-hmm. at no part of that game – did I feel that the Jaguars had it in hand? I mean, the Titans took the lead. We struggled. We struggled offensively. We struggled defensively. And we needed the game to get in the playoffs and win in the division. Right. And then Rayshon Jenkins comes around and strips the ball, and Josh Allen scoops it up. And if you being in that stadium, being in that stadium when that happened was like freaking electric. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was your nemesis. It was your the team you most hate. You beat them. You won the division. Uh I mean, just being there was just crazy. Oh, yeah. But also – Josh Allen played a moment in time. Yeah. Right. Well, did anybody else sitting – I mean, listen, everyone's on pins and needles at that point during that game. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, knowing how this team won the Cowboys game, knowing how they won the Ravens game, I think that that was the moment that we all looked around and said, well, something good is going to happen. Yeah. Something, and I remember well, Rick Ballou turned to everyone on press row and said, they're going to win. Don't mm-hmm. worry. They're going to win. That did not happen against the Ravens. That did not happen against the Cowboys. That was why – I mean, end to end a game with a pick six, like yeah, oh. it looked oh, like yeah, yeah, it looked yeah. like they would force the Cowboys to punt, but mm-hmm. in no way, shape, or form did you see well, of all the dramatic just, things. Yeah. Just think about how our, our mindset and thinking of this team has changed. All right, in just a few years, a year ago or two years ago, we're sitting at the table and we're seeing the Titans and the Jaguars play. We're saying, and the t- Jaguars are close. Mm-hmm. We're saying they're going to find a way to lose this game. 
I got, I don't, we're going to find a way it. to lose this game. And just two years later, we're sitting at the table watching the same game and watching the Jaguar team say, oh, we got this. Yeah, We're finding a way to win. They'll find See, a way that, to win. See, that's what happens when you – listen, when, when you're a good team, the ball bounces your way. Mm-hmm. When you're bad, bad – I always say bad teams find a way to win, lose. Good teams find a way to win. You said that mm-hmm. during the yes. five-game losing streak. Yes. Because that's what it felt like. It, it felt, felt like, like they were finding new ways were, to lose. Absolutely. They All right, were. a couple off the text line designed by Lifetime and closes. I'm ready to get my Raiders tattoo covered with a Jaguars one. Wow. So wow. That, uh, that can be done. I like it. I like uh, it. And then, then another so, one. Is this like getting a haircut as a kid, get a free lollipop uh, when you're done? <laughs> I don't know what your lollipop will be, oh. Leon. Uh, another one is Leon aware of how addicting tattoos are. It's like crack. The first one is the gateway. So we'll That's find what out I said. I've never yeah. met anyone with just one tattoo. Uh, well, yeah. you know, I, I've got you know, I, if I put the jag on the right, you know, I got to put the U on the left, JJ. You know, that's got to come. So I'm ready. I'm I'll be there for that. <laughs> it does look like Travis is starting to clear the area, though, Josie. I uh-huh. believe we are preparing again. One o'clock is when Leon is scheduled to get his tattoo here at Mr. Tattoo Jacks. So head on down Bay Meadows. We have limited seating if you want to stop by. But more importantly, we will be live streaming on Facebook. Yeah, that is the that's plan. The easiest way. That is the plan. So make sure that you log on to the 1010XL Facebook channel and you click on it because it's going to be electric. Yeah, definitely check it out, Facebook Live, 1010XL. All right, JJ, as we head to break, let's go ahead and give away at least one pair of those Deep Purple tickets. Yeah, so we have Deep Purple along with the Marshall Tucker Band. So I got a pair of tickets right now for caller number four. They will be at the Florida Theater February 19th. So be caller number four right now at 641-1010. We saved you a seat. It's Lunch with Leon on 1010XL. Brought to you by Wingstop. The moment of truth is here, folks. We got a little tattoo you going for you, Leon. Start me up. I love it. I absolutely love it. That's the best name of the album, right? Yeah, tattoo tattoo you. you. Absolutely right. Okay, got you. And got my coach here for support. Coach Campos here for support. Yeah, yeah, he's ready to go. He's ready to go. Your U fam? Absolutely. You took off the other shirt. You I got did. The, t- the T-shirt. The nice shirt, the yeah. On, so yes. the gun show is out. The so gun he's, show is he's out. ready to go. Uh, and, and they're going to just load up with some beautiful ink. Mr. Mm-hmm. Tattoo right here on Bay Meadows as it empties out into San Jose. Come on by. Uh, small shop, so you should be able to peek your head in. But we've had plenty of supporters that have dropped by to say, hey. And we are going to live stream it as well. Yeah. So don't worry. In case you can't make it, rest <laughs> assured there will be videos and live streaming. So you will be able to. Take part virtually. Yeah, exactly. In, in Leon's first ever tattoo. First ever tattoo. Yeah. Took me 53 years to get one. Yeah, which is okay. Hell yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you might go more than one, as, as it's been uh, uh, pointed out on the uh, text line designed by Lifetime and Closure. Now, remind right. the folks, Leon, where on your arm are you getting the tattoo? Um, right above the bicep. Uh, right above the bicep area. I, I thought I should have shaved this morning, but he said he's going to take care of that mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. So, uh, it'll be about... Mm. That's going to be nice. It'll be a nice little tattoo. It's got the former Jaguar head on it Yeah, with the claw coming around holding the, the number 72. Yeah, that's perfect. Love that's it. perfect. All right, now, uh, we've been talking all sorts of uh, NFL talk. Oh, we by did, the way, let, yeah. let the people know. Yeah. We have – and that was why if you were part of the 12 o'clock hour mm-hmm. and we sounded a little disjointed, we are going to have a headset that is long enough that Leon can be getting the tattoo mm-hmm. – 
and still be on the air. And if you just want to let go with anything, JJ oh, man, if I have to scream a holly, you're going to yeah. hear it. Yeah, yeah. But I doubt it. Yeah. I mean, he's tough. Because yeah, we, yeah. we saw Costanza in here earlier. We I've did. now named him Costanza. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this guy had his hand on his head laid out like he was on the beach getting tatted up. Yeah. yeah. It didn't bother him at all. That wasn't nothing. Yeah. And, and 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 he was wearing the jorts, which is also I'm he not was judging. wearing the jorts. I, I'm not judging. I'm wearing, I hope he's here, listening. Right? Right I'm wearing the jorts. Thank you, Hack. But <laughs> if at any point, bro, you aren't feeling it, just say I ain't feeling it, bro. No, no, no. Matt wants to give I'm you a lifeline. We're not giving you a lifeline. I do. Bro. I feel like we're pressuring him to do it, man. No, no, all right, no. All right. I yeah, want to do it. I'm going to get it all done. Right. Yeah, this is all him. He loves it, man. Speaking he of the sausage guy, it. by the way, Jake from Keystone on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures wants to know, what do the Jags have to do for Matt and Hacker to get matching tattoos? Yeah, yeah. That uh, would be uh, something. That would by the be... sounds of it, Matt would not even think no, of it. I would, no, I, it would have to be like a, a big ask from Hack. Yeah. You would do it if the Jags win the Super Bowl next year. You would do no, it. No, I'm, I'm not going to put a sports team on my on my body, but I might do something else. Mm. Yeah, I might do something else. Would you yeah. match it? But with Hack's going to have to do it. It's going to be a big ask. Yeah. A big ask. Yeah, and I don't know if Hack will do it. So, <laughs> I, I, pretty no. much you can guarantee you'll do anything right now if he says yes, and you know he won't say yes. Right. I mean that's basically all you got to do right now. Uh, but. It's uh, it's it's just it's cool. It'll be fun. We'll make sure that you guys can all watch it whenever we link up. It should be coming up in just a few minutes. Um, mm-hmm. and and I have uh, tried to dispatch a couple TV crews, so we'll see if they if they can make it over here uh, or not. Sweet Lou, you know, I mean, look, he's working for me all, all the time. If he can, <laughs> he'll try and get him over here. Uh, but um, they Busy- have been busiest alert. man in the media, by the way. Oh, I know he is easily. Yeah, I don't know if he sleeps. Yeah, he does not. He does not. All right, so. Uh, a couple things that, that we were kind of getting into just a little bit but hadn't completely dove in on. We didn't talk hardly at all about Philadelphia and San Francisco uh, because we spent most of our time talking about Mahomes. Mahomes does not look nearly as injured as maybe um, most with that type of injury that you would expect. We're talking uh, when Mac Jones got folded up earlier this year. The guy was gone much longer than – not. Much, he, wasn't, he wasn't gone as long as I expected, and he was still gone for three games. He was, I want to say, at least two games. He was able to come back in three weeks' time, whereas Mahomes is coming back in seven days' time. He goes from Saturday night to Sunday uh, afternoon playing this game, and so it's just going to be really tough for him. The other one that I wanted to bring up, which I didn't – I've didn't know James Palmer's the one who pointed it out is Watson who picked off Trevor uh, with that throw to Zay down the right sideline did it with a broken hand mm. has had a broken hand for a few weeks and has been playing with it that's that's also pretty amazing when you think about it a guy like that and so I'm guessing he'll still be out there dealing with a broken hand uh, while Mahomes is hobbling around and Mahomes if you go back to 18 he had the bad toe had to get surgery on it after mm-hmm. the season was over. So he's still he, he's dealt with this type of stuff before. Second pick that Trevor threw this year to a guy with one arm. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't the one Bronco guy? Didn't he have a broken Did hand? Did he have a broken hand too? He, had, he, had a, he was in a cast <laughs> or something. No, that was an acrobatic play by Watson. Yeah. You would have never known that he had a broken hand. Yeah. I mean, it, like the, the throw itself, like, sure, you can say it was a little too low. Yeah. Maybe a couple inches because, in reality, that was just an acrobatic play that he read all the way. Uh, I, I do agree with this one texter uh, that said uh, Acker's getting an SEC flag tattoo. I do agree with that. That probably makes the most sense of any tattoo that he It just means have. more. Yeah, it does. It does. And we're all in it together, JJ. Okay? Absolutely. We're all in it together. 
Uh, if another you're a winner, another win. national title for Hacker this year. Congratulations. <laughs> right, oh, he right. needs to get the trophy case ready. They've won so many of the SEC they have. Oh, yeah, it's the truth. But, it's yeah, let's truth. shift over to the NFC Championship yeah. game before we uh, have Leon get ready to get tatted up. Yeah. Um, NFC Championship game, Brock Purdy, 7-0 and as a starter, a finalist for Rookie of the Year despite only playing in seven games. Does the magical ride end at the hands of an Eagles defense that was absolutely ferocious against a Giants team that, yes, the offensive line has struggled and is definitely not a strength of their team. But they looked okay against the Minnesota Vikings, who won double-digit games this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you think about it and you're just trying to figure out the storylines and, and if you think of what the Eagles have been able to do, and we, we spent a little bit of time on this yesterday, the, the, the rebuilding, rewiring of Jalen Hurts has been amazing. But look at all those other guys that have made plays for them this year. And then you go to the other side and you take a look at Brock Purdy. How in the heck does this happen? Well, it's a good coach and a good game plan that has allowed him to be successful. they got other good players around him. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is dealing with a calf injury going into uh-huh. this Sunday, and he scored, what, nine straight games, I think, a, a touchdown? I'd be a little bit worried about Christian McCaffrey with that calf injury. I mean, as much as, as Jalen Hurst has had an outstanding season this year and has reemerged from how he played in the playoffs last year, I still believe that the offensive line for the Philadelphia Eagles sets the table for everybody to eat. Mm-hmm. All right? I mean, they're, they're pro bowlers all across the board because fundamentally the Eagles want to run the ball first mm-hmm. and then they want to play action Hurts and then they want to get them into RPOs. Yeah. But I just think that every game that I've seen them that they've had success in, the offensive line is setting the tempo with the running game. And then, then Jalen Hurts p- plays off the play action and he gets the protection and he goes downfield. Uh, I, I don't see that. I see that scenario carrying over with, with the 49ers. Mm-hmm. But you're going to have a, a teller tape. Uh, I say their styles and fights. Right. Because the 49ers defense wants to beat you up. Offensive line for the Eagles, they want to beat you up. I mean, something's got to give. Right. Now, the, 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 the key is when will Purdy – start looking like a rookie. He looked a little bit like a rookie against the Cowboys. Yeah, he did. He did. And he got bailed out by his defense and their ability to run the ball a little effectively. So he's going to be in a hostile environment. He's not going to have the safety net of being at home. He's going to have to go on the road in a hostile environment, and he's going to have to outdo Jalen Hurts and play effectively for them to have a chance to win the game. That's did just you ever play him in Philly? I, I did not. I yeah. never played in Philly, no. Just say, you're right. It is a hostile, it is. raucous bunch. Uh, that they don't like, they don't like much about themselves, and they really yeah. don't like a lot about anybody else. But the experience, uh, uh, what's the lean right now? I'm almost leaning two home stadiums. Uh, yeah, I, have an I, I, effect well, on the game and, and, and deliver the win. Well, I, I'm leaning. I'm leaning. Well, listen, I I'm, I got 49ers in Cincinnati. So. Okay. Okay. All right. So you got two roadies. I got two roadies. Oh yeah. Okay. You got 49ers. Maddie, what's your lean? I like the Bengals, man. Yeah. But I don't, I don't – it's the Eagles' defense is what's – I mean, Jalen's playing really well. It's their defense that's going to do it. They have sacked I mean, the quarterback. How many, 75? 70 in the regular season, and then whatever they got this past I think it's week, 75 it, I total. Think, yeah, I think they did get five sacks. 75? Yeah. yeah. A lot of sacks, bro. That's – I mean, good luck, Purdy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We've all been wondering when, when, when's he going to blow up. Mm-hmm. And this I don't might know what be they got, it, man. I don't know what they got Reddick for, but that was a heck of a deal. To and that's the guy that Dave Campo, our coach, yeah. was saying over and over, that's who the Jags got to get, yeah. Reddick. Oh, and he's, he's something else. What's really funny good. to me is when you go back to that 2017-2018 Super Bowl run the Eagles had with Doug Peterson as their head coach, 
It was the defense that carried them. It mm -hmm. was the defense that had the underdog masks, mm -hmm. and they were running around with them on. Obviously, Zach Ertz, headliner yes. on that offense. No offense to Nick Foles. Once Carson went, went down, safe to say mm -hmm. that's who the focal point was. Yeah. Everybody else was kind of just pieces of a puzzle <laughs> that Doug P Peterson put together. But it was that defense that got them to that Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And that's why... Yeah, I'm leaning Eagles as mm -hmm. well. I, I do think I do think it's going to be curious, and Leon, we'll get your take because I can see we're getting ready. Oh, we just handed him his license back. Mm -hmm. We're getting ready for the tattoo here at Mr. Tattoo. Mm -hmm. But I am curious, um, when you look back at this uh, Niners win over the Cowboys, obviously the biggest threat in the passing game for Brock Purdy outside of Christian McCaffrey, who, again, we mentioned, you know, he obviously is a little banged up, was clearly George Kittle, five catches, 95 yards. We saw what Travis Kelsey did against this Jaguars young defense. Uh, that's not a young defense for Philadelphia. How do you stop Kittle? Who do you put on him? Do you put Chauncey Gardner-Johnson? Do you take him and just say, hey, you're going to man mark the tight end the whole time? Because then do you open up opportunities for Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel? Well, I would definitely bracket, bracket Kittle. Uh, I he cannot be a problem. He cannot be made a problem. I don't know how many times I will single cover him um, because he finds windows in the zones in the man where he, he's like a he's like a, a, a what do you call it a power forward like in the paint where you give him the ball and he's effectively once he catches the ball he's effective in the running game. But the, the Niners got so many weapons. I mean, as a defensive coordinator, you got to decide on you've got to pick your poison. You got to pick who you're going to roll the coverage to, who you're going to bracket. Uh, but a lot of that has to do with how you pass rush. That goes hand in hand. If your ability is able to pass rush with the four, and then you know, then you can you can leave single single man matchups against their key guys if you're getting home. But it's going to be a tough task. And you can say the same thing about the Eagles. You can say the same thing about the Eagles. I was just going to say, you, you want to know how you how you cover Kittle? Here's how you cover him: Hassan Riddick, 16 sacks; Javon Hargrave, 11 sacks; Josh Sweat, 11 sacks. Bro, they got over Brandon five Graham, guys with over Brandon Graham, sacks. 11 sacks. Yeah. That's how you Bro, they have five guys with double-digit sacks. Right, right. Five. Yeah. Right. That's crazy. Sweat's a man, too. Yeah. There's no doubt yeah, about it. If you it. pressure Purdy, he's not going to have time he's to get, to get time. the ball to him. No, yeah. no. no. No, he's going to be like, he's gonna be like the, the, the spin cycle in the dryer. Mm -hmm. yeah, he's going to be like that. He's going to have so many guys coming out in so many ways. He's going to be turning back. But, but they run the ball so well That's now. The, yeah. Both yeah. Elijah yes. Mitchell and uh, McCaffrey showed up on the injury report. Uh, and Miles Sanders, we know on the Philadelphia side, they can, they can definitely get it done. But – Here's the other thing. When you, when you think about, like, Jacksonville, and this is why I keep saying, you, Matt, you want corner. You want solidifying the secondary. Coach wants solidifying the secondary. And I don't even care exactly where this comes from, interiorly or on the edge, but Fletcher Cox is a guy that has been a mainstay in the middle of that mm -hmm. Eagles defense for, for, for how long? It seems like forever. Like a decade, okay? right. And that dude has allowed other guys to feast, okay, to feast, and if mm -hmm. you finally get somebody like that interiorly for this football team, then maybe the other guys can start to feast. If not, you better find someone that's coming off the edge because those sacks do mean something, dude. I mean, they're everything. Yeah. They're everything, and that, and that's and I understand Mia's point. They're really talented. You know, you you've got Debo uh, Samuel, you've got Ayuk, you've got Kittle. They can run the ball really well with McCaffrey. Yeah. So they got a lot going for them offensively. But if you can't block, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it is a line of scrimmage game. End of yeah. story. Now, Leon still thinks uh, 49ers got as good a line uh, as maybe, maybe you – are you giving Philly the edge when it comes – the Eagles the edge when it comes to the line? Yeah, yeah, I'm giving Philly the okay. edge. But, but both I mean, of those lines are pretty Both of them are pretty good. They're, you're talking about top five lines <laughs> in the NFL, both teams. Yeah. Uh, so, but, but you're talking about 
get after the defenses on both teams. So, I mean, it's going to be a tale of the tape. Mm-hmm. Between styles and fight, Who, who's going to win between your O-line against our D-line and our D-line against your O-line? Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's what it's going to come down to. Simple as that. All right, we're getting ready to stream. Uh, Travis has got the chair set up. Artwork is done. Big Sir, uh, keep that headset on. We will have that coming up in just a little bit with the uh, Facebook Live. All right. The and Leon's going to have the headset on. That's oh, the yeah. plan for mm-hmm. Wally's yeah. having it happen. Yeah. But it is. Uh, any parting words before uh, – uh-huh. I don't want to say you go under the knife because that sounds oh, yeah. bad. You go under no, the needle. No, no. Under the needle. Listen, you Jaguars did this to me in a good way. <laughs> I see lots of people on Twitter way. saying, welcome to the Jaguar yes. Tattoo family. Yes, absolutely. And, and by the way, Big Sur, when we have our championship Sunday get-together, which he's got, and all those folks that supported the J-Fun Radio yeah, in such a big that, way, man. they've mm-hmm. been invited to his uh, big cigar party. Absolutely. He'll have that tattoo I right will. then. All right, it's XL Primetime. We saved you a seat. It's Lunch with Leon on 1010XL. Brought to you by Wingstop. All right, I'm trying to make sure I got all these turned up. Under the direction of Travis Costello over here at Mr. Tattoo, we are on Bay Meadows Road, and it has started. Uh, our man, Big Surce, uh, has everything rolling right now as he's getting ready for that tattoo. And right now, the first little bit of ink is about to go on. Uh, love it. Looking forward to it. We're going to get uh, – I got him set up with some snacks, by the way. Okay, so you got him some snacks? Yep. And, and just He's outside, good. you know, there's some cigar smoking going on. So we're trying to figure out exactly when that's going to happen. Afterwards. No one call my phone right now yeah. because that is where the live stream is happening. So that's coming <laughs> on Facebook Live uh, on 1010XL. All right. So the artwork has begun, and we'll keep an eye on that. Yes, the artwork has begun. I want to pitch this one to you guys. Uh, did you hear arguably the wackiest story from the sports world? The last 24 hours. The Grubhub? The Grubhub. The DoorDash. Yeah. The DoorDash. There so, you go. So we're, we're going to get taken behind the curtain. In case you missed this, during the Loyola Rambler, yes, Sister Jean squad, they may have God on their squad, but uh, they also apparently have McDonald's, too, as part of their team. During last night's game in Chicago, Loyola Chicago, playing an MVC game when suddenly a guy walks out onto the court and he appears to be a DoorDash Uber Eats driver delivering McDonald's. Yeah. And, of course, he goes right to press row, and he goes up to the SID and the play-by-play guy and says, did somebody order McDonald's? I'm just, I'm just here to – mind you, play is going you on. got to love those guys. Play is going on. So this is from assistant AD over at Loyola, as well as the director of broadcast operations, Austin Hansen, who says, let me take you behind the curtain. Number one. I did not order the McDonald's, even though it was delivered steps from my camera position. (laughs) Number two, if you look, the kid was clearly doing a prank for YouTube slash TikTok. You can see that he has a microphone on and tons of students were filming him with their phones. Number three, they didn't kick him out. He just casually walked back into the stands with his McDonald's. Yeah. Four, I I will personally tackle anyone else that does this. Just let the athletes play the game without worry that they are going to get hurt by a stray uh, delivery person uh, and look it, it there's always something going on in social media and they're trying to either dupe you catch you off guard or whatever this one's funny i like it but to your point people freak out because they don't know something bad could happen that's the worst possible thing that you should even have to worry about but i still like the fact that you know what 
TikTok is not above anything like this. By the way, I forgot the. uh, I forgot. They they will try anything. I forgot the Ramblers have since left the NBC. I forgot who they're playing. They're not in the Missouri Valley. They're in the A10. That's right. First year in the A10 for uh, the old Ramblers, and they are one and seven in conference play uh, since moving over from the Missouri Valley Conference. But I'm just laughing. I'm just laughing. So that clearly, I mean, listen, they're struggling, but hey, at least they got McDonald's. So. By the way, uh, just college hoops from last night. Florida just absolutely trounces South Carolina. They're above 500 in the Southeastern Conference. Strength of schedule, nah, it's okay. It's not it's not great, but it's not terrible. Uh, Hicken and, and Prosser on the drill were having to go through what would have to happen over the next handful of games for them to have any chance to make the tournament. But I don't even care about that right now. Uh, let you know. Let's just applaud the Florida Gators for actually making shots. Okay, they Do hit you? threes. Well. Look, we're talking baby steps with this program once Who's again. Who's the kid at UNF? Hendrickson? Yes, Carter Hendrickson. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I just want to know why Todd Golden in the offseason. Uh, no offense to our boy. You know I love Matthew mm-hmm. to death, okay? Mm-hmm. How the hell didn't Todd Golden call up Hendrickson or the collective call well, up Hendrickson not, and say, yeah, collective what do you want? Get that kid in Gainesville and just run ball screen after ball screen after ball screen for him. Yeah, and I let him just chuck threes. I get it. Because he'd be even, a better shooter than anyone remotely close to what they have. I'm not right even now. trying to get him to come poach Matthew Driscoll's Nor team. Nor am I, but I'm just yeah. saying just, guys like that at yeah. lower division, just, lower division teams, well, there's shooters everywhere. Why would yeah. you not go, go get a shooter? Yeah. Last night, uh, Richard, there were a handful of guys that made big shots from the outside. That is a bad South Carolina team that they went up against. They paddled them. They paddled them. It's a bad them, South Carolina team. That also beat Kentucky. Yeah. And granted, it was perhaps well, their true. greatest shooting performance of the season. Right. But still. Yeah. They've scratched out, what, uh, one SEC win? Or... Oh, Kentucky? Yeah. No, Kentucky's no, 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 oh. no. South Carolina. Yes. Uh, it seems like they've, they've only been able to scratch out one or two SEC wins, uh, and they're a below 500 team. Right. But that's right. what was encouraging because you also had an A&M team that, quite frankly, like, yes, they are, you know – third in the conference technically right now, but I really don't think they're that good. Mm-hmm. And you lose to them by two in an absolute barn burner last week, 54-52, yeah. in which neither team can make any shots. Right. And um, there, there were That was a winnable game, and that's my point, is yeah. that I need to see Todd Golden, and I understand it's year one, I understand it's a bunch of transfers, but that same old story in Gainesville over yeah. the past three well, seasons. Here, here's my can answer. you win the winnable games they did last night? Yeah, but my, yeah, my answer to the Texas A&M game is that you can make it that close in 20 minutes of hoop because your first 20 minutes was awful, okay? They were terrible. We're talking puke. I I don't want to watch any more of this terrible, okay? And they were able to turn that around and at least make it close in the second half. And, yeah, it was a defensive game and all that kind of stuff. But uh, they are so void of shooters that are consistent. It's ridiculous. It really is. It's painful to watch. It's not just this year. It's like literally the last four years. But just, just, just to go back last night real quick, though, what was kind of fun is watching them up and down the floor hooping uh, and being able to make shots. And definitely there were a couple of thunder dunks. And this is even with Alex Fudge just kind of sitting off to the side because he had already had his fun. And Castleton kind of stepping to the side, let other guys kind of eat a little bit last night. Uh, it's I don't know what the product's going to end up being next year, but Golden – that's the type of basketball that he wants to play. He wants to, to live behind the arc. He wants to be able to run and, and, and go up-tempo. Uh, but you've got to be able to get enough guys that can knock down shots on a consistent basis to be able to do that. I mean, 100%. Yeah. You, you, that's why I'm saying, and I don't understand, it's not just Florida either. It's, it's all over college basketball. Mm-hmm. You, there are guys in the lower divisions that can shoot the hell out of it. Oh, yeah. Or guys in the, you know, in the, one in the 220 to two, the 350 area of the Division One that can shoot the hell out of it. 
Just go get one of those guys and do nothing but run yeah. ball screens for him every, every well, game. Well, that's a, that's a philosophical conversation, though, and I've had that with several basketball coaches when I've been calling games at UNF and JU. was even talking with the Kennesaw State program who are on the rise. I mean, they, out of nowhere, first, second place in the A-Sun Conference throughout the course of the season, and they have actually built their team through guys they've kept in the Atlanta area, which obviously is a hotbed mm-hmm. for, oh, yeah. for high school basketball, yeah. but those guys always go somewhere else. They never go to Georgia. They never stay in state, and so they've been able to keep a lot of those guys in states. they got three guys that were in the top 15 in their respective recruiting classes in the state over the past four years. They kept them, and so I asked them, I said, in an age of transfer portal, when you do add transfer portal guys, who do you add? And they said, number one, shooters, because shooting translates, whether you're playing in St. Bonaventure or you're playing in the SEC. Right, who cares, right? And then you add rim protectors. You add yeah. big men and yeah. you add shooters. Yeah, you size don't, and shooters. You, you, it's very difficult to add guys that, oh, well, he's a great point guard in the A-10. Yeah. You can't guarantee he's going to be a great point guard in the Big 12. Yeah, no, size and shooters, and I totally agree with that. But, like, just use Jumanji, which which is what I like to call Chitobo. Okay, Jumanji, he is a massive human being down there, but he's just not a mover, and he doesn't – he just cannot, in, in a small space, create his own shot. He should be able to, the big man that he is, but he can't do that. And so he's a space eater instead of a, you know, a in-the-paint scorer. But going back to the other part of that, just guys that – we're talking – uh, mid-range jumpers and then being able to hit from beyond the arc, it's become more and more of a rare art. And Todd Golden wants to three-ball you if he can, and they absolutely need to find those guys. But back to Matt's point, the fact that he got Alex Fudge to come over there and some of those guys, that was a major, major win for him. He will get more of those other guys that we're talking about that he needs, but just getting a talented player like that to come home and go over there and play, that was big. Well, you know they got the big one on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. SEC Big 12 Challenge. Yep, they're going up against Keontae. Going out to Manhattan. That's number five, K-State. I know they lost to Iowa State earlier this week. That's a talented Iowa State team, by the way, who was built by the transfer portal. This Kansas State team, only two guys came back with a first-year head coach. They're all transfer portal, and they're a top-ten team right now. Well, and that does tell you this is the life of uh, of college basketball. You're going to be transfer portal driven more than anything else. Manhattan's not an easy place to win either. No, but the other thing is that coach has done an amazing job. He came from basically nowhere uh, and has come into Kansas State and immediately turned things around when when I think few expected that to happen. So you can give him some love and, of course, Keontae Johnson some love. All right, we're going to hook the headset back up to Big Sur's coming up here in just a second. Uh, And I feel like like, he, uh, Leon is talking. He's not even flinching, man. Well, he's not flinching. He's, he's, he's speak, talking. Yeah. And, yeah. And him and Travis I see some having sweat on the brow. I see a but, little sweat. But, yeah, so <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get the headset on him. But I almost feel like Coach could sit in the corner right there and he could be the listener. He could just he story say, tell. Sirs did Coach. say he was like seeing Coach Campo here to support him was so critical. All right, so how about this, okay? While this is all going on, Leon, and I'll tell you this coming up in just a second when we get you back on, but right down the road in a place they call Stark, right down in Bradford County, my man Stapes has sent me a couple of pictures of a guy holding up a U sign, and it's one Mario Cristobal. 
in Bradford County right now. I wish we could get him over There's here. There's some to, big time players on that team in Bradford yeah. County, too. I wish man. we could get him over here to Bay Meadows Road, but he is. Uh, that would be cool. He's got Mario uh, in, Broad, in Bradford County right now making a visit uh, to those tornadoes. All right, so we'll keep it going. We'll get uh, Mike uh, to Leon coming up here in just a second and get just at least the early feel from what he's got going on. Coach Campbell is going to pop in and say hello to us as well as we talk Jaguars postseason. That's all ahead for Mr. Tattoo right here on Bay Meadows Road. This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. That buzzing you hear is the beautiful sound of Mr. Tattoo in Jacksonville, where our very own Leon Searcy is getting his first ever tattoo. That's right. As we speak, and he's got the headset back on. How are you feeling, Big I'm feeling good. Yeah? You said said the first. I had to go through the the initial burn of the flesh, but after that, I've, I've been good. And you have it like like do you want to keep looking over there? But no, listen, my guy right here is taking care of me, man. Yeah, Travis knows what's Travis up. Travis has made me feel nothing but comfortable. Man. Yeah. Well, That's, we we've been having conversations about sports and when you know, when he when he, when he was little and met the Jaguars and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, we've been engaging with And what I loved about Travis, I'm like, I said, dude, I said, you know, they're on a playoff run and that's why Leon's getting this tattoo. And he goes, Look, I don't care whether they're winning or losing. I got mine when Gus Bradley was the coach. That's all you need to know. And this team didn't win a whole hell of a lot back then. Uh, but that's when he first got his Jaguar yeah. tattoo. There's a lot of cool ones. All right, so have you taken a peek yet? I, I, I've, I'm, I have taken a peek, Luke. Oh, the lines are done, bro. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Jaguar, oh. Oh, it's sweet now. <laughs> it's sweet. It's sweet now. <laughs> All right, I love that. And, of course, we are live on Facebook. Uh, we have had over 100 different listeners chime in up. Coach Campo's stepping on over, so he'll pop up in that live stream yeah. in just a second. I wanted, I wanted Coach to sit there so, so he could listen to Leon's stories. I want a Coach to sit there so he gets a treat, so he gets one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's coaching him up. Yeah. That's exactly what he's doing right now. That's exactly what he's doing. All right, JJ, you got another Deep Purple. Let's give it away. I do. I have a pair of tickets to see Deep Purple with special guest Marshall Tucker Band February 19th at the Florida Theater. So be car number four right now, 641-1010. Well, Joe, here's the best thing about this tattoo. Yeah. All right? So it's got the Jaguar, it's got the claw, and it's got the 72. Yeah. They make it to the Super Bowl, the Lombardi is going to fit right there. Oh, yeah, it'll fit right in the mitt. Right. Right in the paw of that Jaguar. There you go. See, that's awesome. See, then that's when he starts to add on. That's what we were talking about is that once he gets oh, it I'm going. I'm already addicted, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Tra- 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 I'm going to have Travis do my U on the left hand, on the left. Oh, yeah. See? You know what we need? We need Mario You're over right, here when JJ. that happens. How about Mario recruiting uh, Bradford County right now? Oh, it's all, nothing but talent in Jacksonville. He definitely better bring it. Bring us behind up here in Jacksonville with all the talent they have up here. Well, hopefully we'll, we will be able to chat with him uh, coming up soon uh, because, look, Florida, Miami, those schools, they took some, some, some bruising uh, this football season. Uh, humbled, embarrassed, you know, you can come up with whatever scenario or adjective you want to describe it, uh, but both of them did not look the part. And these were two coaches that were supposed to come in and, and in some ways save uh, the program. And Mario, definitely a favorite son, Coming back, Leon, he definitely got a little more work ahead of him. He needs to bring in some hosses uh, to be able to get uh, South Florida going again. Well, I mean, don't only recruiting, but he's got to hit, he's got to hit the portal. I mean, a lot of a lot of those kids, uh, 
the way they played last year just weren't fundamentally sound. And, and you're going to see a lot of coaches that well, Florida State did an outstanding job with bringing in guys from the portals and key components of, of areas they may have struggled in. So, Mario, although you do want to hit – you do want to recruit well and you want to bring in those top-notch recruits, you also want to bring in kids who have already established, you know, playing ball at certain specific positions. Well, he's got Javion Cohn, who's, who's a terrific guard at Alabama. They got him. He's got another lineman from uh, UCF. It was an all-AAC player, Matthew Lee. You're not mm -hmm. happy about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. He's got a couple corners. One kid from Iowa. Everybody mm -hmm. drink. Mm -hmm. um, wasn't so, me. Yeah, wasn't yeah. me. So yes. he also asked the kid from, from uh, uh, I think it's uh, Carroll City maybe, the kid uh, Ruben Bain at the end. He had 58 and a half sacks the last two years. Oh, yeah, at yeah. At the highest level of uh, college, of high school football in the state. He played, he played the yeah, Central. Central, yeah. Tolbert Bain's uh, nephew. Yeah, 58 mm -hmm. and a half sacks in two years. Yeah. All right, one dude on the text line uh, designed by Lifetime Enclosure said, I got the original 93 logo on the side of my head in 2017 after Hell the yes. five interception game against the Steelers. On that his head? Is, I need to see a picture of that, man. That is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, if you have a great tattoo story that's a Jaguar-specific tattoo, you can hit us on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. Maybe we make that. A Beaver Toyota question of the day, potentially. JJ, Joe, what do we yeah. think? Uh, it, it could easily be put out there. Yeah, send us your best. If you have a Jaguars tattoo, I know uh, our girl Jay Paw, my boy Logan Bowles, they've tweeted at Big Surf. They've sent their well wishes. They say, welcome to the Jaguar Tattoo Fan Club. So, hey, if you have a Jaguar tattoo, send it in, JJ. Let's fire up that tweet. Let's, yep. make, let's the get 90, some people in. The 93 tat is the jumping cat, right? That's the logo. And there's a lot of yeah. people who got the – it yeah. was always the Jags the, wow. with that Yeah, it's year. always the Jags. But the 93 logo, the, the leaping is, is cool. Now, remember, they, in the very beginning, they might have uh, forgotten that there was a, I don't know, an automotive manufacturer that had something similar to that. But that's neither here nor there. When they finally got the jumping uh, Jaguar, like the walking with the big paw, that was a cool one. Another one says, welcome to the club, Big Sirs. Uh, Jags tattoo in 2018 on the back of the calf. That's Tommy in Neptune Beach. Uh, that has his, and so yeah, there are plenty of them. Look, this this fits right into our our big hair heavy metal mullet mode uh, that we uh, that we operate on uh, on XL Primetime tomorrow. We have the Deweys. We do. Uh, and, and we have several categories. We'll ask you to chime in tomorrow. But the Deweys, it's all about Duval mm. and special guest. Kind of, I don't yeah. know. I don't know whether you call him an MC or not, but Dewey Winger's going to be. I'm it's hearing the music in the background. Yeah. Part of the program. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, JJ, we might have to add another category after this day today with Big League and that chair. Like best Toughest host jag. to get a Jag tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. Somebody on the text line, I want to find it. They uh, they said that apparently Baselli did a show with uh, like mid surgery. I gotta find this. I gotta find this tweet. But somebody like a radio that show. Yeah, that he did a show while he like was in surgery. I well, gotta find Leon, this. that actually makes you look pretty pathetic. Well, of course, of course, Baselli, <laughs> Here it is. Yeah, we'll find a Baselli topper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A Hall one, of Fame you know moment, right? This one's from thirty-seven seventeen. He says Leon under the needle, and Baselli once did an on-air segment with the drill while he was in the operating room. All these former Jags linemen showing mental and physical toughness. Yeah, there you go. Operating you go. room is not necessarily during the operation, Exactly. Leon. He was drinking apple juice. Probably. <laughs> 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 oh. All right, I love it. I love I it. I do want to note this one. Uh, our boy John Shipley, Sports Illustrated Jaguar Report, apparently spoke with someone in the Calvin Ridley camp over the weekend. And so he is now reporting in his various musings, which you can check him out at underscore John underscore Shipley on Twitter as well as SI.com. 
He is reporting. Here is what uh, his folks down in South Florida mm -hmm. saying about Calvin Ridley. Those with knowledge of his workouts as of late say that the veteran receiver looks, quote, in prime shape. Ridley has earned rave reviews from those who have seen him work out and prepare for his NFL return. He will be more than ready to play, I believe. Oh, I, I love the idea of getting that extender, that, that speed uh, that takes somebody and they're just, you know, going, going north. And you got to account for a guy that can, you know, basically go over the top of the defense. And it's the classic thing. Coach Camp will probably jump in on this coming up here in a second. But it's that classic, uh, you know, taking more than one defender with you. And what happened with these last couple of games, I think that frustrated the hell out of Jacksonville, was in, let's just go back to the L.A. Chargers game. They did not fear someone going above the defense. They did not see until anyone they finally take, did. Until they finally did. Right. But in the very, we're talking thirty minutes of a ball game. They basically said, "We're coming up. We're going to meet we're you on everything." Yeah, yeah, we're going to sit on squat on these routes, and and so yeah, Calvin Ridley, if as advertised, would be a huge up he, for this he's, team. He's also a huge yak guy. Yeah. Huge yards after catch guy. Yeah. Which is just just as impressive, just as important. Yeah. He's he's. I think what he's going to do is he's going to force you to play a true too high. Mm -hmm. And we'll get Coach to talk about this too. You, if you play that true too high and you're not creeping, there's so much in the middle that opens up. And you know what else happens? If that guy does what he's advertised to do, which is come in here and, and, and be a deep threat, then Evan Ingram, if he gets re-signed, will yeah, feast the middle. even more. Kill in the middle, yeah. Feast even more. And then ETN and whomever's coming out of the backfield will feast even more. Think and about that's what, this. That's what Doug Peterson, uh, I think, visualizes right now. Probably salivating over Kelsey feasts in the middle because of Tyreek Hill. Yeah. And or now because else, of, Now yeah. because of Scantley, who can also run. That's where it all happens. When you can force those guys to play the mm. true too high, forget it, man. Yeah. That's when you can start. Yeah. Everything opens up. All, all right. right. Big Sirs is taking a look right now. He's taking the headset uh, off. All right. All right, that means, a look. All right, all right, so, I mean, all right, real quick, before we turn you loose, Big Surge, we're going to take the microphone off of you coming up here in just a second. All right. So just kind of give us a – just Give us a play-by-play. -play. What's yeah, it like? Sum it up right now. Oh, it's looking sweet now. Let me make sure the camera is turned. Stand by. Mm -hmm. Keep going, Leon. It's looking pretty sweet. Uh, the 72 is filled in. He's got to fill in the Jaguar a little bit, but the, most of the tattoo is almost done. Oh, I love it. I yeah. love it. All right, Big Surge. Now, listen, we're going to buy you a cigar. Okay, come up here in just a bit, okay? Yeah, all right. So yep. enjoy the rest of it, but we're going to take the headphones off of you so you can relax and just be in the moment, okay? Sounds good, How bro. about if you give us a Duval before we do that? Absolutely. In three, two. two. Duval! Dang, that was good. <laughs> I also need a number. I need a pain number, one to ten. Okay. One to ten, Lena. A pain number? A three, bro. I told you. Wow. Yeah. Three. Yeah, yeah. It's nothing. It's because, hey. I mean, I told you the, the initial burning of flesh after that was over, I was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. What was uh, the initial burning of flesh? Uh, I could smell it. One to ten. Yeah. Uh, initially, yeah. it was like a seven. Yeah. All right. So that's. Yeah. Then it kind of, it kind of. You went numb to it. Yeah. Did you at Got one point, when you were at the seven, at one point, did you say, I don't know if I can do this, man? No, nah, I was good. Now, let yeah. me warn you. You, you went through that oh, snap not, moment. Not all uh -huh. tattoos are created equally. Like, you could get yeah. it somewhere else, and it could be a nine. You well, know? that's what Travis yeah, was yeah. telling me. He said that, you know, the arm is not that bad. He yeah. said, you mess around with the stomach. 
Ooh. Then it could be a little bit more excruciating. Well, we're, we're going we're gonna, to uh, – a Cersei stamp, we're, we're going to try and politic for that a little bit yeah, later yeah, on. I don't yeah. know whether it will happen. All right, Big, thank you, buddy. Appreciate we're it. We're going to check back in with him in just a little bit. But Big Cersei's getting the tattoo, Mr. Tattoo, right here on Bay Meadows Road. It is XL primetime. Coach Campo is going to come in and say hello, and uh, we're going to get his thoughts on, uh, almost, on all the ink that is right now being put on Cersei's body. Let's welcome in XL Primetime's coach, Dave Campo. Yeah, he's all tatted up. Dave Campo ready to rock and roll as he is in Mr. Tattoo on Bay Meadows Road. It's XL Primetime. Joe C., Matty Hayes, Mia, uh, Big Circe is over there still getting the ink on. Uh, and, Coach, what do you think? Let me tell you something. If anybody wants a t- tattoo, this is the place to come. Travis, yeah, right? is, he, he, you're talking about an artist. Just yeah. watching him uh, to do it by freehand. Unbelievable! It really is pretty cool. I feel like like this. I feel like like seventy to eighty percent of these tattoos in here are like based on the Day of the Dead in Mexico. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, believe me, I love that. So do I. I do too. But I feel like there's like eighty percent of them are based off that some some version of that, which is really cool. It's so neat. So on the text line, the dude that we asked earlier, you know that that he got. Let's see, he has his bicep tattoo. He got the original 93 logo on the side of his head in 2017 after the five interception game against the Steelers. And so he's got that, you know, that kind of that scrub cut on the side, and then he's got the hair up above, and he has got it on the side of his head. We're going to make sure we tweet (laughs) that bad boy out. And then also the Jaguar logo on one of the arms of one of our dudes. And then another one said, I got the tattoo after we started out two and one. We went on the five-game winning streak, and he thought he caught caused uh, on a five-game losing streak, and he thought he caused the losing streak. No, bro, you did not. Uh, others did, uh, but they came back strong after that, that's for sure. So do not put that on you. All right, Coach, I mean, this is awesome. This is the fandom that came out of this 2022 season, honestly. Well, you know, it was so uh, unbelievable season. I mean, you talk about not only the winning part of it, but it's how they won. Yeah. You know, if people aren't excited based on the fact that you, you return a pick six for a touchdown, you return a fumble for a, t- a touchdown, you know, those kind of things. You go for a two-point play and win it with, with – you either win or lose on yeah. the ball game. Uh, you have to credit this team with what they've done. Uh, it's just, uh, just an amazing – and I have to credit Leon for the fact that, you know, accountability – was why he was such a great college and pro football player, as well as a great young man. But uh, he did it. Uh, I'll tell you what, I will make some some, uh, promises next year, but getting a tattoo is not going to be one of them. I can tell you that right now. Uh, what about Mario being just down the road, Bradford County? Uh, one of your guys, and I know you know Mario well. But uh, I really hope he's listening, yeah. by the way. I, hope. I hope he makes his uh, – apparently there's a really good taco place right down yeah. the road, El Castillo. He's always so. looking for a little Cubano yeah. food, so he might be able to, uh, to make his way over here. But Mario's out there on the road recruiting right now. Well, I'll tell you what, that's what it's going to take. I think they have to do maybe a little bit better job in the portal. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's really this it's, – it's the NFL – that's what it's turned into. Oh, yeah. You know, you got the free agency. You got to hit free agency. And then you got to do a good job drafting. And, you know, of course, recruiting is the draft. It's and more difficult than the NFL because oh, there's no salary cap. No. And there's no ceiling for anything. Yeah. And you know what else? There's no accountability. Right. Agent-wise, no accountability. There's nothing. Whatsoever. There's no 
There's no collective bargaining agreement. Nothing. Right. It's literally unfettered free agency. Yeah. And, and, and the only positive about it is that, you know, the strength is in numbers. You know, if, if, right. if you're going to recruit 20 guys, if you hit nine or ten of them, you've had a great year of, of whether or not they can do things or not. The NFL, you don't have that. You know, you, you've only got sometimes six, seven, eight picks during the course of the year. So at least in college football, you can go out and know what you're looking for and you're going to hit, hopefully you're going to hit a pretty good percentage. All right, before we get back to the Jags and your thoughts on Saturday's game and where they go from here, JJ, let's hit a that real quick. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The first domino of the head coaching carousel has fallen as Frank Reich, the former Colts head coach, will be the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers, the same franchise who he quarterbacked in their inaugural season in 1995. Mm, it's funny. Uh, you think about how that – I don't even know if I would call it a fall from grace. It was kind of a mess, Coach, up there in Indianapolis. It was Jim Ursay messy type of uh, situation up there. Anyway, they remove him. Remember, he benched Matt Ryan, and they decided to go with the uh, the kid from Texas, uh, Ellinger, and, and it, we all know that that didn't work out. And then as soon as Jeff Saturday got the job in the interim basis, he put Matt Ryan back in there. But anyway, it was just an ugly end, and he's a better coach than that. No question about it. I, You know, he's one of those – picks kind of like Doug Peterson, you know, mm-hmm. although it was a quicker one, obviously. But, you know, the, the guy is, is a, a good organizer. He's smart. He's from that same tree. I mean, that tree doesn't fall, you know, the, the leaves don't fall very far from the tree. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he'll do a great job there. And, uh, you know, I go back to, you know, how exciting it was for us to come back, to, the Jags to come back 27 points down. You know, he did it against Houston back in the day. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, you know, it's – it's uh, he's just a, a good man, solid football coach. And it's worth noting that he never got a young quarterback to work with in Indianapolis quite like he did in Philadelphia when he was working alongside Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz. Now, presumably, Carolina will be drafting a quarterback in the first round, you would have to think. And now he finally gets a chance to mold someone in his own image as opposed to having – Jim Irsay and friends meddling and having a rotating door at quarterback. Absolutely, and, and even if they don't, you know, they, he will handle the quarterbacks. That's his strength, in my opinion. I mean, you know, he's, he's a little bit like McCoy, you know, from the standpoint. I think he's a hands-on guy, to be honest with you, from what I hear. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that'll be a plus for their organization for sure. Speaking of the Colts real quick, uh, Jordan Schultz of The Score reporting this morning that Jim Irsay's number one choice for head coach and Indy to replace Frank Reich remains Jeff Saturday. While, quote, others in the Colts' front office prefer different leading candidates, Saturday, I'm told, presented his staff choices during his second interview on Wednesday. Ursay has not sat in on most of the interviews. You know, that's interesting because, you know, he's got they've got a petition out over there that the fans don't want Jeff Saturday. They love him as a player, but, you know, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, I'm old school. I, in, experience to me is is important. Right. You know, and unfortunately, he doesn't have that experience. Now, that doesn't mean somebody can't do it. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that. But, you know, if you were going to go one to ten, you know, you want a guy that's going to be up there around seven, eight, or nine, not right. a guy that's on three, four, or five. And hopefully, 
you know, they may make a different decision. I kind of hope they keep them. So, <laughs> yeah. Spe- yeah, come on, Colts. Speaking of coaches and experience, what does Mike Caldwell do in this offseason to follow up his first year as a D.C. to to just not only prove himself, because everybody's got to look in the mirror and prove yourself, but also the defense he's running? Well, first of all, he's going to – you know, what they're doing when they come back, and I don't know if they're there now or they got a week off or two weeks off or whatever it is. But when they come back, the biggest thing is you win on the football field. So they've got to get some better players in key, situa- in key areas. So the big thing is going to be he's going to be evaluating every single player on that defense and where it fits into what he wants to do. And they'll put all that together, and that will determine what they do in free agency and what they do in the draft. And, you know, again, that's the number one thing. The number two thing, he's going to be looking at, at every cut-up, every scheme that they used and how the players fit that scheme. And mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to do it in the offseason than it is to do it in the middle of the season right. where you're trying to change things, do a little bit something different here or there. You know, that's not the easiest thing to do. So, you know, he's going to have to evaluate, you know, is Walker in the best position? Is Aluakon in the best position? Is – Whoever it is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, are they going to go with Williams at corner? You know, is that's a that's a huge situation, and I, they're going to do a lot do of you, that. Do you think they will look at the actual philosophically? What are we doing? Do we want to be an odd, or do we want to be an even front? Well, no, I think they'll look at that. And and again, I'm not that big on the differences between the three four and the four three. It's what you do out of them. You know, in other words, do you do you use a guy like Walker for an example? standing up or do you put him on the edge you could be in a three four and do that you just kick the front down and put his hand but you on the like ground. it but you like it and if and i might be wrong but i think i heard you what i think i heard you say was for the personnel they have an even front is more suited for the personnel they have than an odd front yeah i think with with who they have on the uh currently the club right now right but again remember they didn't have much time to you know you got a new staff you got a new you know, uh, the draft. Everything's new, you yeah. You know, everything's new for yeah. that from last year. So they weren't able, really able to, to do a lot as far as the scheme part of it. Right. And, and I think they'll look at that. They may not change, but they might utilize guys differently. It's like I'm trying to put the timeline together. Uh, Coach Campo hangs out with us, uh, and we'll cover as many off-season topics as we possibly can. You can also check out Campo and Joe, the podcast. The do we declare we're going to be a four-man, four-three before we start looking at free agency, or do we look at free agency and then declare we're a four-man front? I mean, that's what I'm yeah, trying to figure out. That's true. Yeah, that, that's a good question because, you know, in my situation the whole time, I was for, was recruiting for us, yeah. for what we're going to be, right? okay, or drafting, drafting I mean, right. you know, for, for us. But during the course of my time there, we switched – from a basic 4-3 to a 3-4 principle because we got we lost Kenny Norton at middle linebacker and, and uh, Robert Jones. Mm-hmm. We lost those guys because of going to the Super Bowl, and all of a sudden we had a middle linebacker that couldn't go sideline to sideline. So then we had to say, okay, we gotta, we got to cover up one linebacker over here, but we've got to have a guy that can line up on a guard and play a guard. That's a 3-4 situation. And that's how we, we move forward. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a combination of both. 
I would like to think, like you said, Matt, that they have an idea right now what they want to do going forward based right. on what they did this year, and that's all That's all. Plus, part he of was it. hired late last year. Like, right. And there was only like a few weeks before free agency started, right? right? right. So now you've got an entire season and a more healthier offseason to adjust and see what you want. They right? were a better defense at the end of the year because of what you just said. Yeah. I, I think coming in, you know, a new coordinator is going to do what he knows, you know, what he's done, right. not what he knows, because I'm sure he knows other things. But right. What he's, what he's done, comfortable with. Yeah, because yeah. this is the first time he's going to be calling plays, the first time he's going to be adjusting to things, yeah. all those things. Yeah. As the season went on, you know, you figure out, hey, we can't do this. Mm-hmm. I can keep on doing it, but it's not. It's we're not getting it done. I've got to make a little decision on how directly, you know, how we go from right. here. So we've got to take a break in just a little bit. I don't want to introduce a whole new topic, but – Coach Campo, besides the obvious, the odd versus the even front that so many fans are clamoring for, what are some other things you could see this team changing schematically during the offseason, whether that's offensive line, maybe the move to put Walker Little at left guard, and maybe what that opens up for them, or something else entirely? I think a lot of it depends on how you, what you're going to do in free agency, you know, and what you do in the draft. Because in all honesty, you know, do they – do they keep Jawan Taylor and trade Cam? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, you say, well, gee, you know, that's kind of dumb. You just gave him a lot of money. Well, but on the cap, yeah, that would make a big difference, uh, you know, now. Or do you, do you say, okay, we got Walker Little. We, you know, we like – we're going to have to keep all three of them. We'll move him to guard and, and let's go about our business. All those things they'll look at for sure. Yeah. Uh, defensively, uh, you know, uh, is there a is there a rusher out there that we can get mm-hmm. that that would solidify that outside linebacker position? And now we can move Walker somewhere else. You know, all those things make a difference, and those are things that they're looking at for sure. All right, we keep it rolling. Coach Campo hanging out with us. XL Primetime, Mr. Tattoo right here on Bay Meadows Road as you empty in to San Jose. If you're heading west, we're on the right-hand side in Big Surce. Looks like he's almost complete. We got cameras coming in. They're going to be videotaping this bad boy uh, coming up in just a little bit. So, Big Surce, we will get a social post of him coming up in just a bit right here on XL Primetime. This is XL Primetime. Brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. They hook us up with tattoos. They hook us up with tacos. What can Mr. Tattoo Jacks not do? Heck, we might even even be hooking them up with a little national TV spotlight, too. In case you are just turning on your radio, just turning on a Thursday edition of XL Primetime, Leon Searcy has his new Jaguar tattoo. It is official. You can head on over to the 1010XL social pages to see photos, videos, and oh so much more. Uh, Our stomachs are full. Our souls and our hearts are full because what an experience it has been on this fine Thursday, gentlemen. Uh, And you know what? He's – I'm telling you, he's a proud Jack, all right? He's one of the top 25 uh, in this franchise's history. I think just a little prouder now, okay? Mm -hmm. A little Mm -hmm. prouder now. What would you say, Coach? Uh, Yeah, well, uh, he's a legend. He's one of the legends. And uh, there's no question that, uh, you know, the Jags grow on you because you understand. I was with the Cowboys for 19 years. Yeah. I'm a Jags fan. Yeah. That's yeah. all there is to it. Yeah. And that part I love. Here comes Jamal. Here comes Kev. Channel 4 rolling in right now. All right, which is good. They're coming in to check the big man out. All right. Now, uh, 
it, it, and you know, when we come out of this, okay, all the joy and elation, and everyone has basically said it that the the feel good at some point will wear off, and the expectations will increase, right? I mean, that's what happens. You can go back to your first or sec- second year, your first year in Dallas. Expectations start to ramp up drastically. Well, first of all, the expectation started with Jimmy Johnson coming in there. They, you know, there's a national championship coach that's won everywhere he's been, and and uh, you had the negative of the the Tom Landry thing. But when it was all said and done, when we won a couple ball games, all of a sudden it became a, a, a more. Every time you win, yeah. one they expect one the next time. Exactly, exactly. All right, let's make this the ten ten take. JJ, uh, throw it back to you and JJville. Now Josie's ten ten take. Slow smoked and served up by Sonny's Barbecue, local pitmaster since '68. Don't forget, Sonny's has got all sorts of plans for you when it comes to the big game. They've got the giveaway. You definitely want to take advantage of it. You can text Sonny's to 641-1010 for a chance to win a pigskin party from Sonny's for 10 people. That's a $250 value. Now, we've got secondary winners also. They'll be picked, 10 of them, uh, that will get two meals from Sonny's. So text Sonny's to 641-1010. So let's just make it very clear. What you did before means a lot, but it don't mean what's next. What is next is now the most important thing memories we've stored them all right we got the feel good stuff packed away but now it's moving forward and trevor lawrence said something in the post after the season was over we're not going anywhere you'll hear from us again that type of thing so bottom line is trent balky you certainly got the big sticker for doing a killer job this year and for really piecing together a really good free agent class and, and doing pretty well in the draft over a couple of seasons, but now you got to do more. Now you've got to deliver a few more stars. Can't spend as much as you did a year ago. you got to spend less. you got to make sure guys stay like Evan Ingram, and we'll see what happens with Juwan Taylor, but that's it. What's next? Bring it to Duval. That is the 10-10 take. I really think that's what we're looking at right now. You've got now a, a foundation to build from. And that's really what, uh, you know, the first year is. And this is really a first year for Doug Peterson. You know, he wanted to establish the energy, the, the, the culture, everything that had to be changed on this team. He did that. When you look at the roster and you look at the young guys that are on there and what they've been able to contribute, the, the, the trajectory is right. up. Yeah. And that's got to be what it is. You know what I also think it is too, Coach, is – Anybody can whistle through the graveyard. But if you have real confidence, which I think they do right now, I think there's real confidence in that franchise and that locker room and that building, not just for the players, among the players, not just for what happened on the field. I think there's real confidence in how they're handling themselves, how they're preparing, how they're drafting, how they're selecting free agents. It's gone from, well, maybe it'll work, and maybe this will work, and that might work too, to we're doing the right thing right now. That's absolutely right. In fact, Leon said it earlier in the show where he said the quarterback is believable. Well, everybody's believable now because that's how why it's so important that during the course of the year, early in the year, even though we were losing, being close is important because it shows that, look, there's three things. If we clean these three things up, We've got a chance to be a winning football team. Right. And that adds to the confidence. Even though we were losing, it was now the win is what says, Oh, wait a minute. That's 
he's right, you know, but that, but it, the lead up to it is being consistent the way Doug is, uh, you know, consistent no matter how you do it and, and going forward from there. What win did it, you think? What win did you think that the team and the whole building thought, all right, we've got something now? Which win do you think it was? you think it was the Ravens or the Cowboys? I, you know what? You can either look at the two-point play on the Ravens because that showed how much confidence Doug Peterson had in this football team to win that game. Right. Or you look at the Cowboys when, you, when you're down and out, you come back, down 17, and, yeah. you, and, you, and you have a, a big play at the end of the game to win. And I think right there is when everybody said, including myself, you know, I mean, I, I made the comment that I thought they'd be in every game, but I didn't think they could win them all. At that point right there, I said, wait a minute. You know, we just beat two contenders. Well, they were, they were driving late against Kansas City before the fumble, and I'm thinking, they're winning this game. Yeah, that's man. the difference. Yeah, I that's thought the they'd difference. go in, get a, get a stop on defense, go down, win the game. There was no doubt. That's how I felt right. as well. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. How are you feeling? What's it? Almost 100-some-odd uh, hours after that defeat Saturday. Are you, are, you, are you at the point? I know Tre Trevor Lawrence used the line, it's equal parts crushing as it is equal parts proud. Are you more at the proud moment, Coach yeah. Campbell? Or are you already looking – draft are you thinking okay where does this team have to improve oh I'm looking forward uh, just like we're talking about you know it, now it becomes what can you do for me now and that's where it's you know I'm 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 proud of this football team believe me and, and I've been on a lot of football teams and I know what happens in that locker room and I know that those guys are feeling really really proud of themselves and I'm proud for them so you know now it's comes down to, okay, what do we do now? And I think Doug Peterson has an idea what to do now. And I think you've zeroed in on this before, and we'll probably you know, come back to it a bunch, but Sirs has talked about it a ton. It's that solidarity in that locker room. It's that Trevor picking up the phone or hitting the text uh, thread and saying, let's go to work. And that will come a few weeks from now as opposed to a few months from now because now they got something collectively that they want to go get. Yeah, you're looking forward to it. Leon talked about it a bunch. I'll just say it again. Mm -hmm. When you win and you come close and you get a taste of it, that offseason's a lot different than when you finish a season mm -hmm. three and, uh, you know, three right. and thir 14. 14. Yeah. I'm not too good at math. But <laughs> whatever. The three part's bad. How about that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah just whatever it is. Three, two, one, <laughs> not good. five, whatever right. it is. Uh, you know, the feeling in the locker room is much different. When we were getting ready for those Super Bowls years, you know, it was what happened on the season before that propelled us on what we were going to do going forward. And, yeah. and there's no doubt that that's what's happening right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, I want one more segment with Coach Campo. Mm -hmm. So I do want to dive oh, yeah. into the offensive side of the ball. We talked about the odd front versus the even front, maybe some changes. You said Doug Peterson knows what he has to change. We already know one opening on this staff, the wide receiver coach position. A couple different names I want to float to you, Coach Campo. We got that and a whole lot more live from Mr. Tattoos. We got two more segments to go on a Thursday edition of XL Primetime. This is XL Primetime, protected by Preferred Roofing on 1010XL. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. We're on the air. We're going to say a quick hello to our good buddy, the artist. As Coach Campo said, he's not a tattoo artist. He is 
the, the artist. artist, Travis Costello of Mr. Ja Tattoo Jacks. How's it going, Travis? Uh, JJ, hey, how are you? It's doing nice. well. Good. See, no, no, that's, I, I tell people all the time, conversation, not interrogation. It's just into the microphone. Gotcha, You're gotcha. You're trying it out. Um, so first and foremost, thank you for making today's show possible and making Leon's tattoo possible. I'm happy to do it. Um, like when I heard it, I was, I was stoked. Yeah, let's start with let's start with the Jags because you're you're not only tatted up, but you're jagged up. You obviously are a Jaguars fan. Walk us through when you became a Jaguars fan and how. When did you first know about Big Sur's? Well, I mean, for the, being a Jaguars fan, I remember when I was like a kid. I was four or five years old. My dad coming in with a box of like Jags gear, the leaping Jaguar and all that. Right. And then it really cemented later on. They had a family fun day years ago, and I got you would sign up in the Florida Times. We won that, got to go to that. So, and then you got 96, 97, 98, 99. So it was it was huge for me, you know, as a kid. I mean, as for seriously, you know, like just that whole crew, like the Tony, him, Fred, Jimmy, all those. They were just growing up. That was they your were, that, that was, was your Jack group. kiddom, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what turns you into a fan. Absolutely. What about the artwork on the arm? Talk about it. Well, for that, uh, I was. What saying, was the inspiration for it? Well, I know he said he wanted to keep it kind of simple and, and straightforward, and uh, so I took the uh, multiple different Jags heads and mixed it in with a – actually went and found a photo of him in the uniform and pulled the number right off of his jersey so it would be the exact numbering that was oh, on nice. his jersey when he played. You know, and like I said, just, you know, keep it clean, keep it simple, and, and uh, not overdo it. All right, you're the man, Travis. Thank you, buddy. Well, thank I you. appreciate it. And appreciate you are available. Out. Again, uh, let the people know, Mr. Tattoo Jacks, where they can find you, where they can find you guys online as well. Yeah, we uh, we have a website, MrTattooJacks.com, and you can find us right on the corner of San Jose and Bay Meadows Road. And then if you look at his Instagram, Travis Costello, there's a middle name in there too, right? Alan. Yeah, yeah Travis Allen Costello. A-L-A-N. Travis yeah. Allen Costello. One L. Yeah. Very simple. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, you can find our portfolios there on Instagram, online, and then we're open seven days a week. So, how many Jags tattoos have you done in the last in the last few months alone? Six, seven. Yeah, but they're they're always yeah. different. They always want them like either like in a, a traditional tattoo style, but then sneak in the teal tongue, the teal eye. You know, like give a, a nod to it. Some want them verbatim. Some want them full body. Some want just the head. Yeah. So, uh, it's been fun. Awesome, dude. Thank you very much, Travis. We appreciate it, dude. Absolutely. I already can right. see on our uh, 1010 XL channels, a lot of folks are going to be getting their yeah. Jaguar tattoos uh, in the months to come, and hopefully they stop on by Mr. Tattoo Jacks to do this it. Coach, this, is uh, this is the place to do it. Yeah, you've got to sign a waiver, though, before you go over there to get your tattoo. Uh, okay? Listen, let me repeat again. I love Travis. I love this place. They do a great job, but you're not going to find me in here other than to just say hello. Love it. Love it. All, All right, right. Let's circle back to those Jags real quick. Uh, Coach Campo, a couple more minutes with you. Offensively, where does this team have to grow? What do they do in the offseason? How soon are Trevor and the boys getting out there? How soon is he meeting with Doug Peterson to say this is where we need to change the offense? Well, first of all, uh, Calvin Ridley. That's the first thing that, that comes to my mind on how, how they're going to improve because I think he brings to the table, you know, hopefully he'll be reinstated. He brings something special to the table. Not only is he a guy that can take the top off the coverage, and if he's anything like he was, he's a great run after catch. I mean, he's just a, an outstanding athlete. And it's, that, and it's jet speed, right, yeah, compared yeah, that, to – That just puts, uh, you know, the speed into the game, and, and that's important. Uh, they're going to be starting, you know, and again, 
uh, you know, every, every club is different. Every head coach is different as far as, you know, when they get started after the season ends. Uh, it depends on how long they take to, to decompress. I started to say decompose. They didn't die. They're, they're, they're going. They're God, going, they didn't die. They're going forward. Yeah, yeah. But uh, decompress, and then they'll be doing. They'll be studying their offense, just like, you know, they will on defense. They'll they'll say, what are our needs? And and each individual coach will give grades for his individual guys and his position, and how they can improve. Who's out there in free agency? Do they help us? Do they they make us better? Uh, financially, where are we at? All those things will come into play here between now and free agency starts. Beyond Ridley and how he could impact and affect the offense, what else would you do? What other tweaks would you do? Well, the first thing I would, uh, I would think about is getting a running back, whether it's, whether it's uh, Snoop Connor. I don't know if that's going to be the case. Right. But they need another running back. A bigger and, guy. Uh, yeah. A, a, a push-to-pile guy. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And, and that's something that I would definitely look at. Uh, the other thing I might look at is if there's a, a true tight end out there that, uh, you know, that they can take with that's not going to cost them an arm and a leg, you know, offensively, that would help because I think he likes the tight ends in the offense, Peterson. Uh, you know, and I think that's something that they will look at. And, and again, they're going to look at – Matt, they're going to look at every position and they're going to say – you know, we need to be better at every position, right. which is exactly what they did in the receiver core this year. You know, they didn't get – hopefully Calvin Ridley is what everyone would consider a, a, one. a, a number one. one. Okay, but they didn't get a number one. But right. they got better at that position. And I really think they got better at every position, basically, with what they did in the offseason. Well, they need to continue to do that, you know, yeah. and – the better they get, the more they're going to lose players. So, you know, a guy like, let's just take, for example, if they have Jawan Taylor and Cam Robinson, Walker Little is at a very important piece in that group. Just being right. a swing tackle, if that's where he ends up. Well, it's every position is that way. You've got to have guys that can come off the bench. They also have to look at their special teams. Their special teams were big mm -hmm. in this season. Well, that's because... They actually had better special teams players, backups, than Kansas City did. Kansas City was high on the ones and right. the twos and all that. But they had some, you know, uh, Jaguars had some guys that were uh, role players and really good special teams players, and that's huge. Yeah. If you think about guys that had to step in, either step in or step over. In the case of Darius Williams, he had to step over, and, and it was much needed at the cornerback position. Uh, but the other guys that had to step in, Shatley had to step in for Ben Barch. Okay, let's not forget that. And then other guys as well that had to step up. And you got to give – this is why I love coaching and love listening to coach – because coaching matters, you got to give Phil Rauscher a hell of a lot of credit for what they did with the offensive line. you got to give Chris Jackson a hell of a lot of credit for what they did. Collectively, as this wide receiver core was being second-guessed, you got to give really a lot of other assistant coaches that were that came together. You can go press and Jim Bob Cooter, you know, all of them that made this thing go this yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, uh, Heath Farwell as a special teams coach. Uh, yeah. I mean, you got to give the guy a lot of credit. There weren't very many penalties and, you know, it drives me nuts when I watch a game every single yeah. kickoff. You know, there's a, there's a penalty. Uh, they didn't have that this year, you know. Yeah. So, 
So, you know, there were a lot of guys that contributed on this staff. Right. It's the truth. It's the truth. All right, you hear that doorbell? That's Big Sur's heading out after he got. Hopefully he goes and yep, he is going to say hello to some of our Jags fans that pop by to yeah. uh, say hello, some of our Nooners. And he got it all wrapped up. And so now it's, it's, under, uh, it's, it's, it's under tape. It's under wraps. Yeah, under wraps. Not going to be able to see it till tomorrow. He's going to bring it out for the Deweys tomorrow. Uh, we'll set up our Deweys coming up here in just a few moments. Um, we'll say hello to the Frangie Show. We'll tell you about our Dewey Awards, which will take place tomorrow, all in honor of it's renamed tomorrow, D-E-W-V-A-L-L, Duval, tomorrow with our Dewey Awards. Uh, from Mr. Tattoo Jacks, we will wrap it up right here on Bay Meadows Road coming up. Hey, remember this? Going to throw downfield, just a home run ball, and uh, it is tipped off. And Lewis going on the deflection. Lewis is going to score. Lewis is going to score. Lewis is going to score. It's off to Leonard, defended by Simmons. Is this the dagger? In your life have you seen anything like that? Time now for a Modelo moment. Make your next moment with a Modelo. First of all, the reality of first and goal. Perry. That one registered 3.8. Another Super Bowl record. The first refrigerator to score. (laughs) And the largest running back ever to score a touchdown. Well, you go back in time, you have to look at the calendar. Uh, They actually played a Super Bowl in January? Are are you serious? Right. Wow, that is going back in time. But uh, uh, that was a special one. And and it came with controversy, uh, the refrigerator Perry getting in the end zone for the Chicago Bears to win a Super Bowl when Walter Payton did not. Uh, That definitely was a little controversial, but a big moment uh, for those 85 Bears. A Modelo moment, uh, that's for sure. We've had our Modelo moment today uh, with Big Surce uh, getting uh, his tattoo, his official tattoo, and definitely loving it. You'll you'll be able to go to the social channels. Uh, Mia, we had it streamed earlier on Facebook Live. So you can go play it on demand. You can play it on demand. If you go to our Facebook page, you will be able to click and watch the whole thing. Yeah. And rewatch Leon Cersei yeah. getting his Jaguar tattoo. Yeah, and so now he's it's all under wraps, but tomorrow uh, he will unveil it as part of our Deweys. We were trying to think of whether or not you know we could come up with a, a tat award uh, <laughs> for the Deweys, yeah. and, and, and that might be it just in and of itself, just the fact that he came through uh, on a dare, on a bet, on a whim, however you want to describe it, uh, he did it. All right, we need to set up the Deweys, so let's do that coming up here in just a second, but first. Now, the two-minute drill, brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping the rubber on the road with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. Little known fact, Hayes Carline has a tattoo that nobody knows about. That's right. It's hidden, it's concealed, right Hayes? Uh, right. Yes, it's a it's a little uh, hummingbird on uh, on the the bullseye. <laughs> I was going to say I'm looking at this one rager right here, yeah. and it fits perfectly for Carline. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Whenever Carline gets you know kind of fiery hot, we need to go ahead and get one of these uh, on his person, on his body. Yeah. Uh, and it, uh, I told we'll you. We could, all it's going to uh, take. Hummingbird. All it's going to yeah. take is the Jaguars go twenty and zero, and I'll yeah, get a tattoo. <laughs> there it is. Get that one on the record, JJ. Yep. Save that. Carlin, yep. I'm going to get – if that happens, I'm going to get you like the Sons of Anarchy tattoo. It's going to be your entire back, okay? I don't care what it costs. I- I'm uh, ready. Hayes, 
Yeah, Hayes has got the you know, stamp written all over him. That's for sure. All right, listen, uh, we had a good time here. What is what is coming up on your very program? Yeah, we're going to continue to break down the Jaguars offseason on the Frangie Show. I uh, went ahead and wrote uh, a blog on kind of the plan that I think the Jaguars can take if they want to try to retain as many of this uh, of the of the core group of this team uh, as they would like. Obviously, they could just cut you know we're used to them doing that they cut players and and things like that I think the uh the watchword this offseason is going to be restructure which is something that we haven't really seen around here uh but I think uh Trent Baalke you know laid it out pretty clear on Tuesday uh cash is more important than cap I think you're gonna see why Shad Khan being such a uh rich owner is going to really help the Jaguars navigate this. Uh, so anyway, just sort of went through and said, you know, they're basically they're they're twenty eight million dollars over the cap right now. If you look at SpotRack.com, uh, that ranks thirtieth in the NFL. So yeah. they've got some work to do. But if you go piece by piece, there are some things that they can do uh, to to be able to get enough under the cap to re-sign or at least make really strong runs at re-signing Evan Ingram, Jawan Taylor, and Arden Key and uh, and still have enough left over to obviously afford the draft class. So uh, it was a lot of fun going through it, and uh, hopefully people enjoy it. Again, you can see it at 1010XL.com. And, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll go all through it and uh, also uh, talk uh, some Gators, some Knowles. It uh, should be a lot of fun. Yeah, Hayes does an incredible job when you start kind of looking at the reality of things, okay? If you're third from the bottom in salary cap and you're trying to retain three very important guys, plus go out and maybe hit one or two more, that's definitely going to be something else if they can pull it off. And by the way, Hayes, you were the first one that made me a believer. You said if they can do XX and X, they're going to the postseason, and damn it, they did. They yeah, did. And, and the good times are just getting started. That's what's so exciting about this. So it's – it's uh, it's it's sort of a new world, and instead of you know, okay, who are the who are the great players on the other teams that the Jaguars can <laughs> sign? Now it's you know, how do you how do you retain the guys that you have now? Again, Shad Khan's going to write a bunch of lucrative checks this off season, but these checks are going to be in house in the form of signing bonuses and restructuring these deals. Uh, that's the ideal way to do business in the NFL. Yeah, you got it. All right, dude. Thanks. We'll be listening. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All right, Hayes Carline, Frank Francie, Lauren Brooks, Agent Gibbs, they have it coming up. Uh, what do we have coming up tomorrow? It's Oof. our first ever Deweys. Uh, the Deweys, uh, and they will be all-encompassing when it comes to Duval Nation. Oh, they they run the gamut. You're going to yeah. have your traditional awards. We will have Offensive Player of the Year. We'll have Defensive Player of the Year. Um, we will also have the Dave Caldwell STD Award. Yeah. What does STD stand for? You're going to have to come on back right. tomorrow, same time, same place, uh, to find I, out. I, I uh, think most of you have been, you know, there's a shot for that. Okay, I think you, most of you are aware, but we'll just you have to listen. You have yes, to tune in. Uh, I'm a so, little surprised you let that out, actually. Well, I figured that's well, going to keep them coming back. Yeah, it's going to ensure true. that they tune yeah, in for the Dewey's. That's true, a little whiff of what could be. Huh? Yes, yeah. on the All social right. side, um, we will fire up live streams at different points of the show tomorrow. We will also be recording <laughs> it, um, so rest assured. It, and we're going to be bow-tied up. Yeah, we're, we're literally – like when I go back to 1010 headquarters, like mm -hmm. we're going to be dolling up the studio. Like this is an award show, people. Yeah. Wear dress, and, dress to impress. And, and just as far as you know, like we don't know exactly what's going to go down, but I heard uh, that <laughs> JJ may be fashioning a boa. That's what I heard. 
Yeah. Now, JJ, I have the glasses anything? picked out. I haven't been yeah. handed my outfit, but I'm willing to wear pretty much anything for this show. Okay, it's that All right. big See, that's beautiful. I've got and, a bow tie for you. Everything yeah. else you can decide. Well, he did say something like he was going to wear the the bow and show off the tats. A boa. I think that's basically <laughs> what he said. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I all I know is Matt. And Leon were adamant about not wearing a bow tie. I'm like, you guys come in here dressed every day like a couple bums. I was just kind of like, put on the bow tie. I'll wear one. I don't care. I told me, I'm like, does it? Does it come with a top hat? It could have. Listen, we could go back to Party City. There's plenty of them sitting there waiting. We have a whole day. Yes, we do. We do. But, yeah, some other really fun awards. The Cooter of the Year, the Middle Finger to the Media Award of the Year, the Jag of the Year. Come on, folks. You're hearing all this. You wish it was right now, but you got to wait 21 hours or so. The Deweys coming to 1010XL 92.5 FM tomorrow. You know, Jag used to stand for just a guy. Now it's actually Jag, okay? Now it's actually a Jaguar coach, okay? By the way, you're included. You're a nominee tomorrow. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, you are indeed a nominee, nominee. Coach Campbell. You are a nominee. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, JJ. I mean, I can't say if you're going to win, but you got a hell of a shot. I can yeah. tell you that. Okay. And he, JJ well, has to get the results from the accounting firm. Uh, and we yeah, don't, it's we don't like you to lock and key by yeah. a law firm right now. Yeah. 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 Yes. Uh, and if you win, uh, JJ will be calling you in. Yeah. Okay. So be available. What do, what do I win? Looks like around 2 o'clock. <laughs> be available. Nothing. What do I win? That's the key. Well, something that's, shiny. That's, oh, okay. That's All to right. be determined. Yeah, something All shiny. Right. Okay. But uh, we are out. We, we got to say uh, in terms of shininess, uh, this was a shining day uh, for Leon Searcy for XL Primetime. Man lives up to his word, gets his tattoo. Uh, you can go, and we'll try and put this on Instagram, all the social channels, Twitter, uh, Facebook. You can go back and watch it. Uh, but, again, a big tip of the cap to Travis Costello. Look for him on Instagram at Travis Allen Costello. Tim and, and Travis do a really cool job here. And so, Mr. Tattoo on Bay Meadows Road, uh, salute to you, uh, dudes, for uh, hosting us today, for having us out. We totally appreciate it. That's for sure. We are out. Thanks to Richie uh, for making sure that we were all set up and ready to go and coach for dropping by. Joe C., MOB, me, O'Brien, Matty Hayes, Big Sirs. Back to JJville we go.